Hello, everyone. My name is Joe from Get A Life Podcast, as you know me very well. And I'm here with a friend, Bish. Hey, guys. What's up? My good friend, Jacob. And today we are doing our very first Danganronpa episode as part of Get A Life Podcast's Danganronpa series, which will be happening over the next few months of those who are, for those of you who are interested. And for people who don't know, Danganronpa, or as translated in... as translated, Bullet Retribution... Is an adventure visual novel developed and published by Spike, or as you know them now, Spike Chunsoft. And they have made a bunch of games in the series. They've made three mainline games for the P- for the PSP. Well, two games for the PSP, Don Ropa and Don Ropa Two: Goodbye Despair. And they later remade it as Don Ropa Trigger Happy Havoc and Don Ropa Two: Goodbye Despair, the same name. And in the third game they released was Donnarumpa, another episode of Ultra Despair Girls, which was just made for Vita. It released not too long ago, released in 2014, I believe. And since then, like, they've made another entry in the series that was exclusively in the form of an anime. Donnarumpa 3 to End of Hope Speed Academy, with both a Despair arc and a Future arc, as well as a Hope arc for the end for people who are very interested in how that show concludes. And soon, very soon, Rumpa V3 Killing Harmony, which I am very excited about. But for now, just today, we're going to be recording Rumpa and Rumpa 2 Goodbye Despair. Oh, wait, let me, let me redo that part. And today, we're just... But for now, we're going to be recording... No. But for now... We're gonna be discussing Danganronpa, Trigger Happy Havoc, and Danganronpa 2 Goodbye Despair. For you new folks, Get Life Podcast is a monthly gaming discussion podcast under the Get Life group. We talk about all sorts of games from big AAA titles all the way to awesome indie games. But our forte is Japanese games, so expect that a lot, much like Danganronpa. We can be found on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play Music, now also on um, TuneIn Radio and Deezer. You can go and check us out there. If that's too much for you guys to remember, you can also check us out at our website, www.getalifepodcast.com forward slash G-A-L-P. That will show you all of our links to our podcast. And you can interact with us there as well. Big shout out and big thanks to our sponsors. Um, first one being Loot, Loot Crate. So you can check them out. Loot Crate is a monthly subscription service where they send you awesome gaming and anime and comic related stuff every month for around $30 um, t-shirts manga etc so be sure to check them out go to lootcrate.com forward slash get a life which is all one word and use the code get a life for 10% off new subscriptions so that could be anything could be loot anime loot dx loot gaming loot pay- pets whatever um, our second sponsor is the one the only Crunchyroll. We love using Crunchyroll a lot. We use them on Kunai. That's pretty much why, you know, Kunai's still alive because of Crunchyroll. So big thanks to them. Um, you can watch a bunch of awesome anime, over 2,000 anime titles on Crunchyroll right now when you use our link www.crunchyroll.com forward slash Kunai. You get 14 days free Crunchyroll. So we're also giving away, I just want to mention this before we kind of move on. We're also giving away three months Crunchyroll Premium Plus codes. Thanks to Nate Ming, big shout out. Um, so he's helping us give us those codes so we can give those away to you guys. All the all you need to win is 
sign up crunchyroll.com forward slash kunai and friend us on Crunchyroll. That's all you need to do. And if you already have a Crunchyroll account, friend us on Crunchyroll. We'll put all the links in the description of this episode. Um, also, I want to before we move on to the main topic of the discussion, I want to thank um, the people at NIS America, specifically NIS Europe, um, Jazz and Melissa, because they've helped us out a lot with this episode, with providing us the games and just generally giving us their support. So a big shout out and big thanks to you guys. And right for now, we're just going to talk about Danganronpa and what it is exactly. Danganronpa's premise involves a bunch of students being trapped, um, depending on the game you're playing, in a school or a tropical island. In Danganronpa Trigravi Havoc, you, ha- you were trapped in a school, which was known as the Killing School Life. While in Danganronpa 2, you were trapped on an island called Jabberwock Island, which was known as the Killing School Trip. And... Both of these are like both of these the both killing school life and the killing school trip involved a killing game of sorts where students would have to murder each other in order to escape the island. What would happen is that a student would have to kill another student and they'd have to go through a class trial without getting caught. And if they were not caught, then they would be able to escape the island while every other student was executed. But if they were caught, then they themselves would be executed and everyone else would continue their either the killing school trip or the killing school life. Again, it depends on the type of game you're playing. And But now that we've gotten that out of the way, what did, how did you guys get into the series? It's a very interesting series that does a lot of unique things that you don't really see in other games. So I wanted to know what, you, what got you interested in the series and why you followed it until now i'll be honest with you the the reason i got into this series is the reason i got into persona and that reason is on this episode his name is jacob um basically jacob was like after after i played persona because jacob forced me to um he was like oh you need to check danganronpa out and i'm like jacob i don't like this kind of horror shit man what the fuck is this and so much like persona i decided okay i'm gonna watch the first animation so I watched the first animation and I just fell in love and I was like, you know what? I got a Vita. I can buy this game. Uh, so I went to, um, I believe it was MCM Expo. And see. And like an, and like a, like an idiot, I bought Danganronpa 2. So I played that game first. And then oh, I, I went, think I remember getting bad at you for that. Yeah, so Joe gave me a lot like, of shit dude, for that. Why the hell are you playing Danganronpa 2 before Danganronpa 1? Like, I don't care what other game you're playing. I already knew the story from Danganronpa 1 because I've seen the anime, right? So I thought, okay, there's no point ah. in me playing the game. So I, I played 2, and I really loved 2. So then I went back. I, I when, and when we went back again the second time, we got to speak with Alan Costa... The, I, I believe he's a producer at um, NAS America or something like that. He's like one of the lead heads at NAS America. So um, when I got to speak to him, you know, he, he kind of, I wouldn't say he harassed me, but he was like, you got to play one. It's a shame that you didn't play one. And then I decided, okay, I'm just going to buy one. Even he was looking down on you. He was looking down. You can go and check the episode. Go back and check the episode. He was looking down on me because I didn't play one. I only saw the anime. I mean, you deserve it. Well, you know, what can, what can I do? It's just... I did end up buying it and, and playing it, and it was enjoyable, no no doubt about it. And I just kind of continued with the series when there was a new game with uh, another episode. 
NIS America were very happy to help us out and they were like, hey, look, play this game. I had, I bought my copy. They offered me one for free. I bought it. And then the re-release for PS4, they they gladly sent me a copy. So I'm, I'm really happy about that. Um, but yeah, I've kind of continued on there and then Joe and Jacob kind of fueled the whole love of Danganronpa. Like, I'll, I'll be honest with you, I'm not a, a big fan compared to Jacob or indeed Joe, who I believe is the ultimate Danganronpa fan. So um, I'm not as big as them, but, you know, I really enjoy the series. I think it's very well done. And I think the story just hooks me in. I, I'm, I'm very interested to know what got Jacob in it because Jacob got me in it. So I want to know how he got in it. Well, the main reason I got into it was um, like before the like when the game, the first game um, was announced to come to the West, people started like talking about it like crazy on my um, on Twitter. I was like, I have never like watched or game or played that game. And then I was like, should I play it or should I watch the anime? And then all everyone just said like, play it, play it. The, the anime, um, well, the anime kind of uh, doesn't give you the same experience as the game. Right. So I thought, well, you know what? I'm just going to play it. I, was, I already have a, a Vita. Why not? So I pre-ordered it. And I remember um, when I started playing it, I sat there for like, three hours and just like I was addicted to it like immediately and I guess that's how my um, addiction for Danganronpa started <laughs> like where, where's like the where's like the sad the sob story for like there was one day where I was out in the mountains and I did there was no hope in this world and then at while I was looking towards the wind I saw a copy of Donald Ropa fly to my knees. What the hell? If, if you're in the mountains, how do you have, like, any sort of... I'm trying to monologue. Well, see, oh, see, right. see let's, let's just get, let's just, like, get this clear, right? I would never voluntarily go into the fucking mountains. <laughs> I have a, I have a beautiful room, I have a beautiful bed, a comfy, a comfy bed. Um, yeah, and I'm a, the biggest fan of hiking. Well, I'm sure, I'm sure, but dude, how, how could you not top off, like, a nice, a nice session of Donald Rumpo with a trip to the mountains? I'm sure Monokuma would be happy with you. I don't care, he's a <laughs> Spoilers, dude, spoilers, come whoa, on. Whoa, 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 man, you got it. that's on the spoiler level here. Sorry. It, it's, it's not like anyone that's, that's listening to this has no interest in Danganronpa. I was being sarcastic. Well, it's very interesting that, it, like, it's very interesting that Bish started with the anime. Like, I started with the anime as well. Hell and yeah, man. It's really weird looking back on it because, like, the anime is very lackluster compared to, like, the actual game. Like, once you play, like, the... I'll be honest with you. It's like, it's it gives you a reason to play the game. Like... Yeah. No, that's exactly how what started my interest. It's like, when I... It was around the time when I was first getting into anime. Like, I was like, I was looking for some shows to watch, and then somebody recommended me, like, Danganronpa, the animation. So, like, I wonder what this is, and, like, I saw it, I saw the key art. I love the mix of colors, like, the character variety, like, the design, like, the... Like, the, the area design, just the story. It was very engaging. Like, I, I saw the first episode... And I, I caught up to it. I think I was like three episodes behind, and I it just it, it absorbed me. Like, I just could not stop. Like I could not wait every single week to watch 
like to watch the show because this it was so engaging like I, I just love the premise it was so insane like very it was like very mature in a very stupid way no, I see what you mean I, it's very interesting how like Kazutaka Kodaka is just very it's just his way of thinking is crazy he's like he he's crazy to me just the like Mixing all these things together and just coming up with all these ideas and like making everything so over the top It's something I've never seen like a creator do until like like for like for a very long time And that's basically what got me hooked into the series. Like I got I immediately got the Vita version as soon as I was able to get a Vita and I It's like I, I didn't hear anything about the second game. So like I was very disappointed that like the game was a coming west and then as soon as i finished the game i heard oh donald but is coming west and i could just i just could not wait like i could not wait until this game came out it, it's interesting right because in japan when it when it got its re-release on vita because originally this was psp games in japan when it got its re-release it came up as one to reload like two games on one cartridge and when i spoke to alan costa he actually explained it to me he said you know they didn't know how well Danganronpa 1 would do. So it doesn't make sense for them to release both 1 and 2 if, if in one cartridge if the people weren't going to latch on to it as big as they did. So Right, like I assume it was maybe because it, it cost more for like translations and just like localization and such. Maybe, like, if that, it, that yeah, might but, be another thing. but I, wouldn't, I, I guess we'll never really know, but... I knew it was because they wanted to just test the waters and see how the game would do in the West. And it actually sold, like, thousands of copies. And and since then, like, it's basically been established that Don Robot has a huge fan base in the West as well. And since then, they just, they've been releasing everything for, for the West as well. Like, that's we got Don Robot 2, like, a few months after Trigger Happy Havoc came out. And then next year, we got another episode. And then the year after that, as as you can tell, we like the West got Donrumpa 3D and the Speed Academy, and it like the like the the West like Donrumpa has an established fan base in in the West. It's very supportive. They love the series with all their hearts, and just like seeing all the support is just feels good. I'm sure Kodaka feels the same exact way. No, of course I think he does, and I believe that there was a, a recent interview with him because he came over. I believe. I think he came over to promote V3. He came to London for a couple of days and he was promoting it. And, you know, the general consensus, he is very happy with, you know, with how it's perceived in the West. And he's, you know, excited when he sees, you know, Monokuma merch everywhere and things like that. It really does get him, makes him very happy. So that's a good thing. I mean, it, definitely, it definitely makes me as a fan happy. So, like, I, I'm, I'm just glad I, like, a lot of people can just support his work. And, like, the amount of love he put into the series. Because you can, like, a lot of work, even, like, with its very, like, like insane premise, you can tell, like, a lot of thought was put into it. And, like, just, like, making each character unique and making them feel like their own main character, it just, it feels good. And, like, speaking of, like, the characters, I, I think it's a good time to talk about, like, where they come from. Like, what are these characters? These characters... It's like these characters each have a special talent, as you see throughout the series. It's they have a special talent that the game calls an ultimate in the US releases. Um, they have like the ultimate clairvoyant, we have the ultimate lucky student, the, the ultimate gambler. They're 
many different ultimates, ultimate abilities that are just present within the show. And basically what it takes to be an ultimate student is just being the very best of what you do and just being able to surpass anybody in your specific field. And with that said, like, what would you guys say are your favorite abilities? I, I need, like, I really like, like, personally, I, I can't, it's hard for me to pick out, like, a specific ability because the way it's written is that each ability, like, each ultimate has, like, their own, like, each ultimate student is very proficient in their own thing, and they and they express those abilities in the greatest ways. And that's what I find really cool about each character. Like, each character feels like they could just star in their own game. Well, except for some characters, like, uh... Sayaka. Oh my god. I'm, so, no. I'm sorry, Joe. I'm sorry. She's she's just there for such a short time. I, I feel like she is also the series where your favorite ultimate character will die. Yeah. So I mean, don't yeah, get attached to anyone. Um, <laughs> so what were you asking us? Were you asking like what was our favorite ultimate, or? I was asking what your favorite ultimate abilities were. Okay. Um, personally, like my favorite ideas of ultimate. This might not kind of go with who my favorite character is. So I'm just gonna say what my favorite like ultimate ability is. Uh, personally, I'm a big fan of the um, ultimate. Was it ultimate Yakuza? So I'm talking about uh, Mondo, you know, like um, Ultimate That's Biker the... Gang. No, no, it's oh, Mondo's the Ultimate Biker is the Biker Gang leader. Okay, so what's the difference between Ultimate Yakuza and Ultimate uh, Biker Gang? Because I I thought they were the same. No. Well, I mean, the Biker Gang, oh, Biker Gang and Yakuza are like two different things. Oh, uh, oh no, I'm getting confused between uh, Danganronpa One and Danganronpa Two. The Yakuza but... are more like uh, mafia. We're just talking about generally, like from from both games. What would you say are your, like, are your favorite ultimate builds? Okay, um, I, I'm a big fan of the ultimate biker gang and ultimate yakuza. Like, I really like how how they are and how they're really like flamboyant. Not flamboyant. That's not the right word. I mean, they're very aggressive, and they speak their mind. But at the same time, there's that sense of pride with them. Um, you can tell that more with you know the ultimate yakuza. Um, yeah, I'm I'm a big fan of those. Like, I I don't know. It's like. There is a sense of justice behind both of them. Do you see what I mean? Even though, even though what they do might not seem correct, but there is an underlying justice with them. And I think that's a very attractive um, like personality trait. So I really like that within those two. Yeah, it's very interesting too because like, like when they both have a heart of gold. Yeah. It's like Mondo like, is like, kind of like a soft guy like inside and then Fuyuhiko like warms up to everyone. Yeah, exactly. Especially like... Um, like they both put up like a tough guy act. Yeah, they both have those tough, tough guy acts and I like it when, you know, when um, Mondo had a friend, you know, like when he... Um, with Ishimaru, right? When they were in the... When they were in the sauna, right? They, they were being very competitive, but then the bonds grew between them. Like... Somehow. Yeah. Like overnight, suddenly they became like the greatest exactly. friends. Exactly. Like they they don't give you time to like comprehend it. It's just like, hey, we're friends now. But, like, but I also think that's way because of, of that underlying justice. That's what is, you know, you know, Ishimaru is all about, you know, because um, he's the ultimate moral compass, right? So, uh, public morals committee and things like that. So, he's all about the rules and regulations, and but he also has a strong sense of justice, and what is right and what is wrong. So I think possibly those two things brought them together, and that's why I'm just a big fan of that kind of ideal, personally. Interesting, interesting. What about you, Jacob? 
Um, well, w one of my absolute favorites is actually um, the ultimate cook. <laughs> the ultimate chef, if you would. Oh, sorry, the ultimate chef. Yes, this one. That's two. Yes, Terra Two Hanamura was the ultimate cook. He was kind of a pervert, but he made the world's tastiest party dishes. But do you know who else was kind of a pervert? No, he threw me <laughs> as well. Oh my! If, well, I mean, Fumi is the like the ultimate fanfic writer. Like, I think it's just him by nature. Well, also, I don't know if that counts as spoiler, but I also really like um, Ultimate Soldier. Ultimate? Why? Why? Why Ultimate Soldier? Because it it doesn't seem you don't get to see much about the Ultimate. No, Soldier. not not because you don't see much of them, but simply because they can like they they can easily defend themselves. You know, they're like. Well, you say that yet. Yeah. That one of the first people to die was the ultimate soldier. So yeah, that, well, I mean, it, she probably wouldn't have died otherwise. She like she let her her love for her sister like get in the way get in the way. Of yeah. It. But like it was like all a ploy so that they could kind of set up a plan. But in the end, like I, like Junko like wanted the despair of killing her sister. Yeah. Um. What about you? Um. Well, I mean, as I said before, it's hard to pick out like an ultimate talent because I just like how over the top each of them are. Um. Huh. I've never really thought about this. So why did you ask us if you didn't even think about it, Joe? It's because, like, as I said, like, I, I love all the talents. Okay. Like, it's just, like, I appreciate all of, like, the talents, but if I were to pick one out, I guess... <laughs> huh. I guess it'd have to be just, like, the ultimate lucky student. Ultimate lucky like, student. What about ultimate gamer? I mean, ultimate gamer is really cool, but, like, I just like how, like... <laughs> It's like it's it's mostly prevalent in Daimoba 2 where like Nagito just gets out of every situation because of his ultimate luck and like everything just goes well for him because of his ultimate luck. But it, it, I get confused with Nagito because it's like is it truly ultimate luck? Is that truly his skill? Obviously. Well, I mean, it is. Well, I mean, it truly is a skill because like even because if it's something... not it's not the same as Makoto's luck. You see what yeah, I mean? Yeah, well, Makoto's luck is. <laughs> It's like, Nagito's luck is like, oh, look, I just found this. I'm so lucky. You see what I mean? It's not... I mean, Makoto's luck is very, like, light compared to Nagito's. Like, it, it's hard... To, like, like, the perceptions of luck are very are very different between both games. Because in Danganronpa 2, or Danganronpa 1, it was, like, just Makoto, like, just being lucky with the small things. But in Danganronpa 2, you had, like, for example, like, case... Like case five, when Nagito seemingly committed suicide, but he relied on his ultimate luck so that somebody could act as a killer. Dude, that fucked me up. That that was fucked me that up. blew my mind. I'm like, how does he plan? Because I didn't really think about it. I'm like, it looks like a suicide. He probably killed himself. But like something just didn't feel right. And then when you dive into it, it's like you realize, oh, he relied on his ultimate luck and made one of the biggest gambles in the game. And like, it's. It's crazy. It made me feel really sad because he like just took, got the traitor out just by his luck, and like Chiaki had to die because of it. And just oh my god, but Chiaki didn't truly die. Do you see what I mean? Like, well, I mean he didn't truly die, but like she died as like not in the game. Like one of the observers. No, but, well, I mean, but you know what I mean, like, the, the ending of Danganronpa 2 is like there. You know, I meant like as like a student. She died as a student. Okay, no, true, because obviously when, when you were playing it the first time, you wouldn't have known they were in the simulation, so... Right, it's just, but it's like, 
is his plan is initially to just kill everyone else because he hate like he, after chapter four he just hated their guts because he found out oh everyone is ultimate despair so he even like killed himself so that he could kill everyone else and like weed out the traitor mm. honestly if they failed when you think about it if they failed that plan like like junko would have just been able to succeed like all the students would have been dead all the students that were put into the newer program would have been dead and Juga would have been able to revive them. That's true. So it's like it's very it's it's very crazy when you think about it, like once you've beaten the game. I didn't I didn't quite what? think about it like that. Joe, you just brought up a new point. I mean it it's a lot of things. like you can connect a lot of things in the series. That's what I really like. It's like you can connect like these events with like these other events and it all pieces together. Well, I mean, like, we're talking about Donald Batu a lot, but I think it's time we should just turn that back a bit, because I really want to talk about, like, the killing school life, and just how all of this started. Well, I mean, it started with Hope's Peak Academy, which was supposed to be, like, the symbol of hope in the world. Like, only, like, the top students, only, like, people who were the very best at what they did went to that school. Like, all ultimate students went there, and if they graduated, they were essentially set for life. And this is, like... The old building of Hope Speak Academy was the basis of this killing school life. And basically what this killing school life was, they were trapped inside, as I said before, the an old building that that's used like within Hope Speak Academy. And initially, like well before the game started, it was known it was supposed to be a shelter to protect all of the the ultimate students who survived the the tragedy. Mm-hmm. But it turns out that Junko and Mukuro, who remembers of Ultimate Despair, like made the, got their way in, and well because they were a member of the seventy eighth class, and as a result, the shelter was turned into the grounds for what was known as the Killing School life. And we we see all of this through the eyes of Makoto Naegi, who's known as the ultimate lucky student in Danganronpa One, and his role in the Killing like his role in the Killing School life was just like. He was, like, witnessing everything. He he was very normal compared to everyone else, even though he had an ultimate talent of his own. And it's... I wanted to know, like, what did you guys... What did you guys think of Makoto's, like, interactions with all the ultimate students during the Killing School life? And how he felt very different, maybe felt very similar? And, like, how do you... How do you think his, his interactions affected the Killing School life itself? Especially his relationship with Kyoko. I'll, I'll be honest with you because obviously you're playing as um, Makoto throughout the game. So when you have interactions with characters, you're you're for the most part you're choosing to hang out with characters in free time, etc. So it's it feels more personal. It feels like I am personally going and making these relationships with the characters. So then it makes them feel more more human. Do you see what I mean? Like if I was to play the game and not and purposely purposely choose to minimize the interactions I had with the characters, then it, it just seems like, okay, this character's gonna die next, and this character's gonna die next. I don't have any sort of investment in the characters, but the fact that I am playing as Makoto, I am the one making those choices, um, particularly when I am the one that choose. Okay, I find, um, for example, um, not not Chiaki, I forgot her name now. The programmer. Chihiro. Chihiro's a program? Chihiro Fujisaki. Yeah, so Fujisaki, right? So. When when I go in for the interactions with 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 him, um, spoilers, uh, you know I, I find it very you know when and then obviously when I had those interactions and then I see the character die in such a way it's like shit man 
I invested, I, I, exactly, it's painful because I had that relationship with that character and I saw that character die. It's not like, for example, the, the baseball student, right? I didn't give a shit about him. Leon Kawada. Yeah, I didn't really give a shit about Leon, right? Because I didn't have much... Yeah, I didn't spend time with him. Like, for example, um, Sayaka, she... Like, because the game heavily focuses that relationship within, like, the first... Yeah, you can... I think you finish hers, like, in one session, I think? One or two? Yeah, obviously because she's first to die, but... Well, I mean... You can t well, I mean, you could use the same argument with Byakuya and Dongleba 2. Or, like, the ultimate imposter. He died, like, at the beginning, but you did max him out, like, after one. Because, like, I guess, like, they didn't want you to know, like... Because, when you think about it, if you were to max somebody out quickly... That you would That would know. kind of... Yeah, yeah it make you feel like somebody was going to die. But at the same time, could you max him out before he dies? You cannot, because you only have two sessions. Damn, then. So, it's... It's like, but the point is, like, it's just very, it makes, I like it. The relationships were great. Like, they made everyone, it made me love everyone even more than I already did. Yeah, even, even the hateable characters, you you see their human side and you're like, oh shit, man. Like, for example, um, I believe Sakura. Like, I I didn't want to go anywhere near Sakura, right? But then you see, you interact with Sakura, you see that Sakura is just quite kind and humble and... You know, she has this mission, you know, taking over the family's dojo, etc. And it's like, wow, Sakura, you're cool, yeah? You're cool. But before, you know, I, I, wouldn't, I, I was kind of confused about Sakura. I'm like, is Sakura a dude? Is Sakura a guy? Like, Sakura seems like, they call her the, the ogre, right? So, so you know, that that is a very imposing um, I feel like that was there thing. for mainly comic relief. Which is Possibly. Like yeah. But even the voice is scary. But then, when you, when you get to talk to her, it's... And then you see her commit suicide, and you're like, oh my god. Yeah. Like, look, like that heart of gold, that heart is made out of pure gold. <laughs> yeah, and, and like, it's... You know, like, you could tell how much she cared for everyone. Yeah, of like, course. Just, like, everyone's well-being, like, even though she was the traitor. Yeah. But, but, um, what did you think, Jacob? Like, what did you think of, like, the interactions with the Ultima students? Like, Makoto's interaction specifically, and especially his relationship with Kyoko. It's like, what did you think of, like, his role? Um, well... When I um, like chose any character like to spend free time with them, it actually felt like um, just like your average um, visual novel. Like he's he's like the you know the normal um, male protag. Yeah, he he has like like the exact attitude that like almost every other male protagonist has, except for when it comes to like class trials, you know. But that's where we're gonna go later, too. But other than that, I agree with Bish. It was like, you don't really get to know these characters that well until you actually choose to like approach them and talk to them. And I, I really like that aspect. Because like, like you mentioned, Sakura, like I can relate to that. Like, well, it sounds a little stupid. Like when people like come up to me and talk to me, they, they like approach me like really like, you know, shyly. When they get to know me, they realize I'm not like, you know, yeah. Well, I mean, not like not in the bad way. It's more like they just get used to and they're fond of you. Yeah, because they realize I'm not that like the same way I actually look like. Like I'm a fun person, right? Like that, I, that was definitely like one of my favorite parts with somebody like Biakia. It's just like kind of like how 
people like just kind of itch their ways the group and just get like they know people better and they just kind of like let their guard down because you know you can trust these people it's like that that was a nice those were like very nice moments that i saw in like donald but like donald but one two one especially it's like them like coming together like working together to stop this threat that's keeping them inside the school of course um i'd say i like i've pretty much explained why like my thoughts on the interactions but like i really liked like i think the strongest interaction at all of all of them and i think you guys can agree is makoto and kyoko yeah of course because like their their role like their relationship was just vital for story like as they built trust for each other they started learning more about the school and with chapter with chapter five when like makoto sacrifices like he sacrificed himself so that he could save Kyoko. Like he puts his trust in Kyoko. Like for him to like put his life at stake in order to trust somebody he knows like is innocent. He like it's it's admirable. And then like when Kyoko comes down to save Makoto, and they have that talk as they come up the ladder, like they just open up to each other. Like as they slowly open up, it just makes certain like that combination feel a lot more like human and like they they you can tell like they both share different like desires like they're not different they both share the same desires and the same goal it was wonderful i agree and well i guess while we're like on this topic of like the interactions what would you say like you guys like who which characters did you like the most which characters you like the least like like what what do you guys think about it oh this is a are we gonna go into best girl as well, and best boy? <laughs> I mean, if you want to. Okay. I mean, your, right. your favorite um, cur- character could be best girl. It's it's Aoi uh, it, I'll get onto that, but uh, we're talking about Dongarumpa one, yeah. Yes, we were talking okay, about Dongarumpa so one. In regards to favorite character, I would have to say one of my favorite characters within this game, believe it or not, is Hagakure. I'm oh leaving. my god. It, <laughs> I'm sorry. It, the guy gets me. He's just too much. Like I used to hate Hagakure. I was like, "Fuck Hagakure, man! Fuck you, Hagakure!" And then I played the game. He doesn't try to. He just does it. Like, do you see what I mean? Like, I mean, he's this lazy dick, and he's just there. He's like, "Hey, I'm Hagakure." Do you know what I mean? Like, I just there's. I see him, and I just want to hate. Like his his dreadlocks are just so douchey. I I just hate him. But then when I play the game, I'm like, man, I get you, Hagakure, man. You, you're my guy. Like I, I don't know. I, I just feel this sort of love towards Hagakure because you see another side of him. You know that he's been like a. I believe he stayed in the school the longest because he just continued to fail. The oh years. yeah, he was he was an adult in the game. Yeah, he's he's old. He's an old dude. Like he's he. I don't know. Like he looks like the guy that would. I don't, I don't say know how he got to the academy. Like I, I don't, I, I'll never understand how he got to the academy with, with his like really low like fortune telling rate. Like he's supposed to be the ultimate clairvoyant, but like, uh, why? <laughs> well, maybe it's a joke saying that the whole fortune telling thing is bullshit. That might yeah, be I, the joke I, there. But yeah, that's probably the joke. You know? Like it, to be honest, like Yasuhiro Hero Gakure just felt like the comic relief. Like if the if he was not there, then the game would just feel a lot more dark. That's true, but you need you need it. I I would say you need like a dumb character like that, and also because like I'm not a fan of Hagakure's voice in Japanese, but I played the game in English, um, so I just fell in love with, with Keiji because Keiji was like I'm Hagakure, and I'm like hell yeah, Keiji Tang. 
My man. My man, Katie. If you're listening to this, I, we both love you with all of our hearts, and we hope you come back to voice um, Hagakure someday. I love for you, too. What, if he's I in some like game for whatever hero. reason. What? <laughs> oh, my God. What? Yeah, um, J- Jacob has an interesting relationship with Yasuhiro. Um, what else? We're we talking about least favorite characters. Least favorite too. Lindenberg. Celestia. L- oh. Did like, you just call her Lindenberg? Is it because of the Lundenberg? L- Lundenberg. Celestia Lundenberg. 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 No, <laughs> is, is it like a German name, Jacob? It's not Lundenberg. a German name. No. La- they only mentioned like once, so I can't remember it. But, like, Celestia, hmm. Cele- it's it's weird. Like it sounds like such a, I don't want to say porn star name, but it is. It's like Ludenberg. Well, I mean, her her real name was Yasuhiro. Like okay. the the I th- think that was her last name. I I, well, I don't understand I, like I how really, like I didn't really care about her, so that's probably why. Like she seems so irrelevant, and she's always making these snarky comics. I'm like, shut the fuck up. All right? No, I hope you die next. That's I had this hatred. Like I'm, I guess like I kind of agree because just because like she, she's just kind of rude a lot of times. Like she was very honest, which I liked, but she was often like very pessimistic. She's like, we might as well spend our lives here. And then like she go, you go to chapter three, and like she, and like you see how much of a hypocrite she is, and not to mention that the murder. Like the murderer in that case was completely obvious. Mm. Like it was, it's I. She they mentioned her name her name once, so I can't really remember. But I know like her last name was Yasuhiro. Like just the way she was acting, and the way Hifumi was acting, like it it made it obvious that Yasuhiro was not going to be the culprit. So yeah, but it, it's like also another thing that I don't like is her character design. Like. What is she trying? She's trying to look like Teto, like with she's the twin a, it's tails. Like a gothic, like, fuck it's you. like a gothic Lolita. Jacob, you know what I'm talking about. The whole Teto twin. Yeah, twin but she's drills. she's a she's a she's a Lolita. What do you expect? Yeah, but uh, Mari Rose is also a Lolita, but you don't see the fucking Teto drill, drill tail things. What the fuck, man! Like the 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 character design fucks me up. A lot. Ironically, like, well, ironically enough, her character design is one of my favorites in the game. Like, oh, I really? just like the okay. mix of, I'll I just like, I'll because she had that. like the ultimate gambler vibe, like with the how, gothic Alita. I don't know how those two relate together. How can you be the ultimate gambler and then look like that? It doesn't make sense. It's just her. Well, I guess it can. It, it sort of connects to like her, her reason for killing. Because she wanted to have a castle of her own, she wanted like the money so that she could become like the queen, like the princess of the castle. Sure, I hate I hate bitches like that. It's it's also you know what she is? She's the ultimate bullshit. That's what she is. Just saying. <laughs> no, that's that's, a, that's Nagito. What are you talking about? Whoa, 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 whoa! We'll get to Nagito. No, Nagito is just the whoa. ultimate bullshit. We'll Anything he Nagito. does, it goes to his favor. <laughs> Yeah, that well, when we talk about two, then we can talk about Nagito. Right, right. Um, and when it comes to best girl, Joe, you know who it is. It's Aoi Asahina. Yeah, it has to be. Good, good. It has, it has to, to be. be. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm sorry, but like, if you choose anybody other than Aoi Asahina, who's like one of the cutest characters like in the series, like, I'm, I'm sorry, I just can't talk to you. You, you know what I like most about her? Her hairstyle. You know, you know that McFlurry 
kind of hairstyle. Like, that's that's <laughs> the great. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, Jacob. When they make a McFlurry straight McDonald's and then they get that peak from the top, that's her hairstyle. And I love it. I love And she likes donuts. So, you know, I I don't mind sharing donuts with her anytime. And then she Hell makes yeah. a little cat face. The one that just, like, she's smiling, she's all happy, and oh, it melts my heart. I didn't quite like her design in um, the anim- in the animation, but we'll get to that when we talk about the animation in a couple of episodes' time. At some points. Ooh. You have to wait for that, guys. Well, anyway, um, Jacob, what did you think? Who was your least favorite? Who was your favorite? Who was your best girl? And it better be Aoi. <laughs> oh, can we talk about best boy? Sorry, I, I want to mention who my best boy is. I thought it was Yasuhiro. Best boy is Ishimaru. No, best, no, no. You know who my best boy is? My best boy. Um, the programmer. Oh, of course it's the trap. Well, I like traps. Hashtag director of traps. That's Kevin, but you know, I love traps. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. Well, I mean, if we're, talking about, sake, best, if we're talking about best boys, then it has to be Ishimaru. Really? Yes, it has to be Kiyotaku Ishimaru. Really? Alright, but I don't want to interrupt Jacob anymore. I want to hear his oh, thoughts. Okay, right. Least favorite. I'm favorite. You about best girl. Shimano. Best boy. Favorite donut. Go. Favorite donut. Well, you actually guessed that my favorite girl is, well, of course, Yaoi. Yes! I, I can't argue with that. I mean... I thought you said Yaoi. Uh, yeah, that too. Um, Hell yeah. No, but like, she, but like, she loves to eat, and I love to eat, and she loves donuts and all. I always crave donuts. I love donuts so Krispy much. Krispy or Dunkin' Donuts? Why not both? Krispy Kreme. Dunkin' Donuts is cheap. I don't care. I'll still eat it. That's just me for you. Oh, I, I can appreciate that. Um, as for my best boy, I guess it's... Well, it's probably Kiyotaka. Yes! Who's Kiyotaka? Oh, Ishimaru. Ishimaru! The more ultimate moral compass. Mm. The ultimate role model for all students. That guy Even- has got like a McDonald's hairline. Like, but I can, I can like. like, I can safely say that if I actually met him in real life, I would probably hate him because I, I just don't, I can't with people like always have to like correct others and their activities. You know who he reminds me of? Who? You know uh, Akira from Dead or Alive. Uh, also Akira from. Uh, you mean from Virtual Fighter? Fighter. He would... Yeah, he looks like Akira. Kind of. He does. And I fucking hate Akira, so fuck you. <laughs> no, but I, I really like him. He's like... You know he doesn't mean any harm. He just like wants like people to like... He wants yay. everyone to be civil and have a good time. Yeah, he wants he wants them to have a good time, but like still like... You know, not break the rules or anything. And my favorite, like one of my favorite parts was when... I think it was in the first or second chapter. Like when they did that in the gym that morning... Um, aerobics or something and no one was paying attention to Monokuma and he was the only one who's like following Monokuma's moves and I found that so adorable oh my god I remember that I don't remember the chapter I do remember that scene though and I love it that was so cute like, it, it's adorable I know I love him he's he's a really good character but it's unfortunate that he had to die in like the shittiest case of the game <laughs> thank you I needed that <laughs> how did he die again just so I know he, got- he- he killed. um yeah he got killed Ifumi. by Fumi yeah and then Celestia killed um Ifumi. killed a Fumi oh yeah I remember that that was kind of shit I I also I also love I actually really like Celestia 
Jacob, I man, do what though. The fuck? I do though. I love I love her bitchy side. Oh my god. Are you are you secretly a masochist? No, I I, I actually kind of identify with her. <laughs> nah, man. Are you are you gonna be our Mekon of this discussion? No. I thought Mekon was either Joe or you. <laughs> oh my god. Oh no, not that. <laughs> oh. Though I think Joe is more normal than you, so probably. I think it's you. <laughs> Who's me? Me. Bish. Talking about, talking about me. You're saying I'm me, Conch. Yes. Fuck up, man. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. He doesn't say I'm sorry over it, over it, though. Um, oh, that's, that means it's Kevin. Because, you know, he's Canadian. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> you're so rude. You're, you're horrible. <laughs> no, I'm joking, man. Oh, no, but Mikan is... Yeah, we'll get on to Mikan though, when, when time comes. Um, yeah, well, my... My least favorite character is just Yasuhiro, you know? He's he's fucking useless as fuck. <laughs> that goes so without hard, saying. Man. That just says how much I, I mean, hate he him. Is. No, he makes like two smart remarks that lead to like accurate deduc accurate deductions, but those are the only times he makes them. And that's only because like he just makes you them know, on a You know sometimes whim. I would have I like I wish that people would have actually like thought that he killed um Hifumi and Kiyotaka. So Celestia would have succeeded and everyone died, especially Yasuhiro. But, um, too bad it didn't happen. Well, actually, it's pretty good, I guess. <laughs> why Why are you hating on Hagakure? Um, Hagak, my man, Hagakure? I mean, fun fact, he, he was actually going to be the first victim in the beta. Yeah, I wish he actually was. Stop. No, man, you can't do this to me. Hagakure! Would've been pretty hilarious, but like I actually do kind of like a Gakure too, so I can't really, thanks, thanks I can't really go against. So him. I do have to say that he's probably the realest person in this game, though. Yeah, that's why I like him. I don't My like him. Yeah. I still don't like him. Shut up, Jake. Shut up, bitch. No, <laughs> <laughs> no one cares about your opinion. Your 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 wife is shit. My what? My wife? How dare you? Your wife and your husband, though. I don't have a wife. No, 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 no. You're, you're, you're dissing Aoi now. That, that's inexcusable. I'm gonna, uh, if you say, if you make another remark like that, I'm gonna have to ban you from this. Oh no, I can't, I can't be banned. I can't be banned. Not again. Well, I mean, we've been talking so much about the characters. Like we've been talking about their interactions, like least favorite, your favorites. But like this, but like they wouldn't all be together if like this if it weren't for like the actions of like just a headmaster and they won't be acting in these ways without Monokuma. Thanks Monokuma. And uh, for, for better or worse. But now that we're on the topic of Monokuma, like, like well, while we're on that topic, I want, what'd you guys think of Monokuma? Like, what'd you guys think of like his slash her character? Like, what do you guys, like, why do you guys think he's maybe a really strong villain, a very weak villain? I love that fucking bastard. <laughs> he's like that villain that like will say anything he wants to because he can. But I, I don't think he's necessarily a villain. He he seems more to me like an anti-villain, which is very weird. He's kind of like Deadpool in a way. I'm not sure if you guys read comics. Why is he an anti-villain? Because he's he ha he, there's like he does some fucked up shit, but at the same time, you know, he wants them to get to that. Like if I feel like most of the time he wants them to get to that conclusion. You know, he's happy when they succeed in finding the killer, etc. Well, I mean, that's not really an anti it's just being sadistic. Okay, maybe, but, you know, I I, I like how he... He's just 
Well, I mean, it kind of makes sense. Like, I wouldn't really put it sadistic, but like, since Junko just kind of had this huge like despair fetish, like you got like she kind of like just enjoyed seeing them suffer because it brought like despair upon themselves, upon herself, and seeing them happy made brought despair upon herself as well. It's like just like pretty much any like pretty much breathing brought her despair. Yeah, she's she's always so, getting those despair boners. Um. Oh my god. I'm sorry. Hashtag despair boner. Um, spare lady boners but um what what we're um, about monokuma I, I like the fact that he breaks the fourth wall a lot i really do like he's he's jumping in between characters and you see him even within the game within the context of the game there are moments where he actually breaks up the game and he has like and it's, it tends to be during the loading scenes right and he has it's these like, yeah like every time they switch between days like that yeah it's pretty it's pretty weird, right? Because he he knows what's going on. He's the one effectively telling the story, and at the he's same having time, a good time. yeah, he's having fun. And it's like you know, you really want to have fun with him as well. Um, but it, it's it's quite weird. Like you see him, he he has a reason for everything. At the same time, he's just fucked up, and he breaks the fourth wall. He makes jokes. Um, even at the beginning of the game, when you first boot up the game. The game is telling you not to pirate the game, and it's actually Monokuma telling you that. So it's really, it's it's this kind of weird thing. Like he knows you're playing the game as a player. Yeah, at it, the it's same pretty time, wonder- it, it's very charming. I, I I especially liked like there's one scene I think it was during chapter four where like Makoto was like just out like watching Monokuma while like Kyoko was like trying to get into the headmaster's office, I believe. Well, not like like it's. I can't ex- remember seeing exactly, but I know like like Monokuma and Makoto were just talking by the by the bathhouse, and then he was then he was telling me like oh like are you trying to do like trying to do something dirty and like are you, <laughs> and then like are you trying like do you really want to and then like right before he says anything it just like covers the entire message so it just says like like censored to abide by censorship laws. Yeah, that that was my favorite part. <laughs> It's, I love it. It's, it's, it's it stuff like whack. that. It's you know he's always cracking these jokes and he does it in this weird, like when he wants to be fierce because at the end of the day he is a bear, but at the same time it's like he he can track he can crack a couple of jokes he can you know he's cute at the same time he's just like he can fuck shit up. So that's why I love about Monokuma, especially his design. Like he's he's two sides of the same monocoin, Monokuma coin. Ah, ah, shit pan. Ah. You know what I mean. <laughs> Funny joke. Uh, but you know, even even though it. Up, Jacob. Even the way he laughs. I did. All right, you, you just rewatch this episode and you be like, "Oh shit, man!" <laughs> now I get it. All I right, still stop. don't get you just, it. You just need to stop about not getting it. All right. Um, but what I what I genuinely enjoy about it is even even though his you know he's cute, cuddly, he's got a beer belly as well. I like that. Like his original designs, like involved him just being like some kind of like it's like half human and I think like half like skinned off. Fuck. I think that was actually like one of the creepiest. Yeah, it was pretty creepy. But then they went with Monokuma, who was like this like little like cute little bear, which had like a demonic side. In a way, that's more scary, no? Because you know, with horror films like Chucky and I don't know other ones that well, I mean, I guess toys they wanted... coming to life to fuck people and kill people. Like, I guess they wanted to go for something it's... like dark at first, and then they made it a little more comical. But like, at, at the same time, I, I probably assume it's because they don't get it's for the Japanese rating systems. Because if they go, I mean that that's also plausible. Yeah, because like there's no blood. Well, there's blood in the game, but they've they've changed it to pink. 
right? And I, I presume that is something to do. And this is something Alan Costa was telling us. He was saying, you know, it has something to do with the um, censorship laws in Japan. And, and, you know, if you, if you show blood and stuff, you get a certain rating and then you can't, it's more difficult to publish, etc. So, but they've done it in such a creative way. So it's actually funny up. because the characters in the game itself see still see the blood as red like the like the characters don't acknowledge that it's actually pink yeah of course of course why would they i know exactly it's just the funny part to me it's like, i feel like that was a joke in itself but um what maybe they're colorblind what do you think jacob you haven't seen much i don't know i think that the pink blood actually just really adds to the flair of the game hmm because I, th I think that if it would be red... I mean, if it were red, then it wouldn't really be, like, Dongrel, but I guess that, that's a good way to put it. Just... I think it would be just, like... I think it wouldn't be, like, the game that it is, even though it's blood. I mean, you know? it's just, like... It's just the pink like... blood gives Dongrel its identity. Like, it gives it some of its identity. Exactly. Which is, like, this is that's why I'm totally fine with them, like, just censoring it. Um... Especially because, like, pink is, like, one of the... One of um, the dominant... Um, colors in the series, actually, like in the entire series. Right, right. What What do you think about Monokuma, like himself? Like what? Did, what, what? Sorry, can you? What did you think that? about Monokuma himself? Like, what did you think of his character? Like, like his role in the Killing School life and like what he did. Um. Well, I actually I love Monokuma. He's like one of my favorite characters, like in the entire series, because he's he's so fucking weird and crazy but at the same time he still like has like a human kind of side you know like like especially if if um if it's like f what 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 time do they wake up at 7 a.m 7 a.m do they wake yeah, up at the time 7 a.m and every time he like sits there in his in his chair and Danganronpa 2 has like this cocktail and he's like good morning everybody and i love that because it's like Perfect. Wait, wait, you're talking about the English voice, no? Or the yeah, I, yeah. I, um, I played um both games in both languages. I, I love so. Monokuma's English voice actor. It adds this character so much. Like, I, it's just the way he speaks and like the way he's like he's so goofy and like the when he gets angry, I just can't help but laugh. <laughs> like, you're yeah, he's, making he's so goofy, me but angry. at the same time, like if he can be so goofy, but at the same time, yeah, if he's angry, he like threaten to actually uh, kill you so I, I think he's like in a way he's kind of like um celeste kind of he's not the exact Don't compare same monokuma to trash okay what is this Jake? if i if i compared monokuma to trash i would be comparing him to yasuhiro no! so. oh my god KG, yeah, why'd the, you have to go there kg my boy kg if you're listening well wait, well even wait, then monokuma is also kind of um low-key like comic relief probably He's like still the main antagonist, but well, I feel like it's both comic relief has, and has this comedic thing. And to add to Junko's personality, like as somebody who just jumps between character to character, because Monokuma just does whatever he wants, and when you see finally see Junko, like she just acts as anybody she wants. I mean, just imagine Monokuma with, um, for instance, Shihiro's personality, like that wouldn't add up, you know? Yeah. Like it, Monokuma absolutely has to have the personality he has now, or else it just wouldn't be the same. Or maybe that's just yeah, because we're so Yeah, but at the so same time, it. yeah, we're it's it's like he's like, in t like he's a different person. Like like he's himself. He's not like control or anything. So I don't know. It's like it's like weird to um, say, but to me, um, Monokuma is a different person from the actual mastermind. 
even though he isn't really. It's yeah, he's. I don't know. It's weird to because it's like it. In the end, Monokuma is just another one of Junko's personas. Like Monokuma acts in his own special way, as well as like her queen persona or her like, or her like secretary persona, etc. But part of me thinks, like, at least within the first game, Monokuma's very, like, um, I don't want to say robotic, but robotic in the confines of what Monokuma is, right? He's following orders from Junko. But I feel that, and I and I know we're going to talk about the second game shortly, but I mean, um, I feel that in the second game, he's more himself, right? He gets to make those choices, and he gets to kind of open out, like, get out of a shell a little bit more i feel like i mean you could say this because like in a way like in donald batu's case monokuma like well junko was monokuma because like since she was like the virus like she could transform into anything exactly yeah um but like back to donald but one like the reason i bring up monokuma is like i just i i'm really i really liked his role in the game and like what and like his reason for doing all this in the first place like why he started the killing school life and like what he was trying to achieve like i guess you could also include junko into this too because since, since she was the base the true mastermind behind everything it's like what what did you guys think of like what like monokuma's like reasons for the killing school life and like why how do you think it affected the students and like what they thought was real what wasn't um to be honest i think the fact that <clears throat> this whole killing school life thing was a thing kind of put pressure on the students right because in the end they could have all potentially, if they came to the certain conclusions that they did, they could have all left and won, right? If they if they had done it sooner, if they had worked together, because there is always that option of um, of just living out. And Monokuma did give it to them. He said, you know, you can stay here forever, or you can kill each other off until, you know, last man standing gets to go home. And when you give that opportunity to someone, it's kind of like saw, right? When you give that opportunity to someone, someone is going to crack at one point, and it's it's very interesting. In terms of the whole psychological element, right? Because someone has to yeah, like it's kind of like special. psychological pressure. Exactly, and it's always the weakest person first because they know that they have to kill someone. Like like Leon, he preyed on the weak. Um, yeah, right. To so that he because you know he thought, okay, I'm gonna kill the idol. She's not gonna know. Like she's not gonna defend herself. Well, it's well. Here's well. This here's the interesting thing. No, like it was Saika who was trying to kill Leon, and then what happened was that. Like, Leon got the upper hand, and, like, he could have just stopped it, like, and, like, called it off as self-defense. But instead, he decided to just go the extra mile and kill Saiko But the thing, the thing is, right, um, if he didn't, if, you know, if he stopped it as self-defense and, you know, he managed to defend himself without killing, you don't know what else Saiko would have done. Yeah, exactly. See, that's why I mean? he. That's why you went for it. And then, that's why he did, went the extra mile. Exactly. He had. To, he was forced to go the extra mile because he doesn't know what what they're gonna say. She could say, "Okay, he tried to kill me yesterday." And then that, that and that create doubt within people. Exactly. So, so that's that's a very interesting. But he thing. could have just like he could have just stopped like when she when she um, went into the bathroom. He could have just stopped and just like ring the bell of of random people like like crazy and like yeah, but but. That bitch but tried to kill me. Time, like she, she had the, she had the knife, and she tried to kill me. Because if you say, me. okay, this person tried to kill me, then you're gonna gang up other people on a particular character. So it's not. But so that, that's, what? that's the interesting thing about this whole killing school life. There aren't, there aren't, there can't be like more than two. There can't be more than one culprit. Hit everyone the most in the end wasn't really like. Well, I mean, it was the killings. They felt really bad about it. 
But I think what hit them the most was what they found at the end, when they found out their school memory, they had memories supposed to be Academy this whole time. They were taken away, and while they were doing this killing school life, the world just ended. It's like, when you're faced with that all of a sudden, it's, you, you, they don't, you don't really know how to think. It's like, suddenly, like, this whole time, the world ended. I've been in this killing game, like, while, the, like, the world was in this state. Like, what's happening to my friends and family? What's happening to, like, the stores I frequent all the time? But that's also, like, different because, like, they didn't, um, realize the world and the, they just saw that, um, their loved ones or whatever were just taken or hurt or something like that, and that's why they wanted to get out. But they, I, d I think that if they, um, like, knew from the very beginning that the world actually, like, ended, I don't know if they would all automatically say, like, um... Maybe it's time to go out. Maybe it's smart to go out right now. But, they, but Monokuma locked them up, though. So they, how could they get out? That's the reason Monokuma erased their memories. Because if they knew that they, like, deliberately put themselves inside the shelter and knew about the world outside, then, like, they... It's like they wouldn't want to leave. It's like they would... They, like, they just... They wouldn't kill anyone. They just spend their lives in the school. See, and that's the funny thing, because Monokuma gave them that choice. So it's as if Monokuma knows that they obviously monokuma doesn't know that they made they they kind of was stuck in the school because of what happened outside right it's like very foreshadowing right he also wanted to broadcast the the killing the killing school life so that he could spread like monokuma and junko could spread despair oh man twitch prime <laughs> it was broadcast all over twitch prime <laughs> that's how the tragedy started that's how the tragedy is because of twitch prime no i'm joking but yeah no it, it that that in a, another thing when i first saw that that shocked me. I was like, "What? What a sick fuck!" You know what? Yeah, like, and like, like why shit. would he? Like, why would he do this? And like, why would Junko go through so many lengths just to watch, make me watch a killing game? Like, there's no point to it. And then, she, yeah, it's just despair. Like, she wants to feel despair. It comes back to her strong desire to spread despair across the entire world. And Can that affects her actions throughout games. the entire. It's hmm? Basically, the exact same thing. The Hunger Games. Or, like, they just... It's kind of the Hunger Games, but... Well, it actually is. I don't care. Oh, it's the Hunger <laughs> Games. <laughs> One's like the other. I don't no, care. No, my favorite part of the Hunger Games was when Monokuma took over the world. Exactly. <laughs> no, but it's... It, that, they're kind of similar, you know? Like, it's, in the Hunger Games, they were also broadcast because they wanted to show the people there's no hope. So... Damn. But unfortunately... The, the hope was too strong. Unfortunately, Katniss was there, you know? <laughs> Katniss Naegi. <laughs> can, you, can you believe Katniss is the same person as Makoto? <laughs> I hate you. That, that's the best joke I've ever heard on on the podcast before. That that was a true <laughs> that was a true laugh joke. Well, I mean, like, real talk, though, in the end, like, Makoto's hope was really strong. And that's what, that's what like inspired everyone to go against Junko and not, and like and not just stay in the school forever, because like I think they were put in a situation where, if they didn't, if 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 they voted like if they voted to stay in the school, one of them would have had to be executed too because they, because if they just stay in the school, then that means the broadcast would just have to stop, and that and that means Junko will want to ended it at. Like Wolvon ended the broadcast with a bang, but so I, she. I think that's to make, probably like, why Monokuma killed off his um, her sister. Well, that was just that was that was just her like 
well, one, it was part of the broadcast. Like, she probably wanted, the, probably used it as a way to spread despair as well. But, like, she also killed her. She wanted to feel this. Yeah, she wanted to feel she the wanted despair, to feel the despair herself. She was like, I want to see my, uh, my sister die. Because that'll just give me more despair. Alright, and that's why... That, that was that was the only reason she did that. that was, yeah, that was really, like, the only reason she did that. Like, he just killed her in cold blood. Um, and, but, like, she wanted to end it... Wanted to end the, the broadcast with a bang. So they were gonna execute one of the students with, like, a an extreme punishment. And, but because Makoto's hope was so strong, she inspired everyone to vote for hope and to leave the academy instead of staying. And th instead, Junko, like, took her own life in that execution and in the end they were able to like look go out of the academy and see what was ahead and see if what was happening was true or not i have a quick and, question i i'm guessing we're going to be leading on to danganronpa 2 right yeah that's basically Dan that's danganronpa 2 picks up like Right you know, like sometime after, I, yeah, like almost right after Donald. I one. have a question in regards to because you know, obviously, she killed herself within the final execution, but it's mentioned within Danganronpa 2 that you know, the remnants of despair, the um, you know, the students that they you know, they did horrible things to Junko's body, and this is something I want to talk about because I didn't quite understand it. If she did kill herself, how the hell did they get hold of her body? Do you see what I mean? Like, some of them. Are you still talking about um, the despair people actually? The remnants like, of despair and doing how... doing her body. Yes, Jacob, yeah. you know, but this is this is something I want to know about. I want. I first of all, I want to know who. who well, I mean, it could be about. said that like they just abandoned Hosepeak, the Hosepeak, the old building of Hosepeak Academy. They found Junko's body and they they just did whatever they did with it. Because if I'm not mistaken, like, it's, it's not Nagito really confirmed. Hand, so, no. Yeah. I mean, it's not really, it's not confirmed, like, officially about where, what they, like, where Junko, how they found Junko again, and how they found her corpse. Like, it's just, like, it's kind of speculation. But, like, the point is, like, they, they were carrying out the will of Junko, and they still kind of treated her as some sort of deity. And they did these different things to her so that they could, like, feel even more despair and carry out her will. It's kind of fucked up though. I wanna. I know this is a weird conversation, but at the same time, I like. I want to know who was it. Who was the one that done that necrophilia? I want to know. I want to know. Pro probably Kazuichi because he couldn't get laid. No. With oh my god! No. No that. Nah, I'm just kidding. You know, I don't know. It was probably. I think we're thinking. I think we need to think outside of the box. Maybe it was Mikan with the strap on. No. No, don't don't dare don't don't, I hate don't, you. don't talk about me like But at the same time I also wanna know, uh um, wasn't her body crushed under that underneath that huge weight? Right. How did so, I mean it's how, did, 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 did they like fuck a noodle or something or a uh, noodle no, corpse wait, or something? Wait, or wait, they, wait, like, wait, 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 no. Grab, guys, did they guys, grab guys. like some you know sort of think, pump you know and then happened. just pumped her body back you know, into shape and then you know what I, I think happened, Jacob. Used her as some kind you, of sex doll or something. It has something to do with Nagito. He took the arm, which means, which means, no, 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 means he jacked himself off with the arm, yeah, with the hand. Nah, I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure Nagito's gay. Still, no, you know, no, Nagito's gay for hope. <laughs> gay for hope? I think he's you just definitely gay. What the hell? No, do you, do you, I think he, he has, oh, dude, he's like the very definition of the ends justify the means. 
except he replaces the ends with hope. Like, it doesn't matter where the hope comes from. As long as he doesn't feel, like, the strongest hope, he doesn't care what happens. So you're saying he's got a hope erection. So then he, he's he's a gay, um, means something for hope thing kind of person. Well, because it's, it's Nagio's character is very interesting. We're going to talk about that in a bit. But, like, the short version of, like, he, it's like he, he admires Hope Speak Academy and he admires the ultimate students. And he, the admiration, like, makes him, is, makes him very indifferent. Like, he loves each student equally, and no matter what they do, like, he just wants to see them shine even brighter. But it, it's, uh, to me, he's, he's it's a, a very weird concept. Like, why would you want to see everyone succeed and everyone shine brighter? That, as a beacon that, of hope, it doesn't make it, sense. It just comes, that just comes back to, like, Nagito and his, like, way of thinking. Like, that's just how he sees hope. Because hope is very suggestive in the Don Europa series. It doesn't mean one thing. It's like, for example, with the Zero Kamakura, hope means talent. With Makoto, it's like hope is like simply like being hopeful of like what's to come. With Nagito, like hope is just seeing somebody shine bright no matter what the circumstances are. Like he even became despair himself. He became an ultimate despair just so that he can see that hope shine. I don't know. It, it's, 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 I mean, it we're going like to talk about well, I mean, let's let's talk about that right now. Like now that we're on the topic of Don Ropa 2 characters. It's like it's actually a really good time to just talk about like the killing school trip and like how it plays into the series. So, basically at Don Ropa 2 starts off, you wait you take the role of Hajime Hinata who is a supposedly an ultimate student who doesn't really remember his talent who suddenly, for some reason, finds himself in a classroom. He has no idea how he got there with 15 other students. And they suddenly find out that Usami, who later becomes Monami, brought them all to Jabberwock Island to collect hope fragments. And that's... And right as everything's about to pick up, Don Monokuma... Um, suddenly appears and starts the killing school trip. Which is the same rules as the killing school life, except they're on an island, and whoever gets to a class trial without being caught gets to leave the island where everyone else dies. But the twist, li- the twist is here, like, if I'm not twi- mistaken, yeah. that um, Junko came in and fucked shit up, hence why Monokuma arrived. This was effectively supposed to be a... Um, a rehabilitation for the ultimate despairs. Right, it's because the Jarborough Island that the Killing School trip took place in was actually a virtual recreation of it in the Near World program. It was the Near World program was made so that it could replace memories and undo trauma from people who have suffered from trauma and all of this pain and despair that they were able that they ended up feeling during the tragedy. And it was it was created it was created with the help of the ultimate programmer, the ultimate neurologist, and one more person. I can't remember, but bottom line is that this program was used. But this program wasn't like perfect. There was still like some like they kind of rushed the the experimentation. Not the well, not, I don't want to call it experimentation because it was made to rehabilitate. Like they. They kind of rushed the testing stages because 
like they found the ultimate despairs and Makoto wanted to fix them. He wanted them to become like to see hope again and to undo the despair like the despair induced trauma that they were that they felt. Yeah, Future Foundation tried to kill them because they thought they were too big of a threat. Yeah, the Future Foundation was thought they were too big of a threat so that they they tried to eradicate all of them, but Makoto in a way betrayed the Future Foundation so that he could like convert because he saw that there was a way to fix them with the newer program. So he brought them all to Jabwalk Island along with Byakuya and Kyoko. They put them in a Nearwood program and started this what was supposed to be just like a just a regular school trip. Where like they were supposed to develop hope and then graduate. So that they, those memories would be replaced like their memories of this would be replaced with memories of hope. But because Monokuma appeared, like it created a place where violence should not have been allowed to begin with. And he modified the graduation program so that Junko, who was, again, the true mastermind of everything, could basically upload herself into the dead students if they were to graduate. The graduation program was modified so that they there were different... Well, there were different choices. There would be one where th there's one choice where they could stay and continue their just their killing school trip. Like, just, like, I don't... I don't know if that implies like more killings would occur, but like they would just stay in, ja in the virtual Jabwalk Islands. I think what would have happened was it would just started again, just from the beginning of the simulation, just an infinite loop. Possibly, because that, that is that actually is a good point because once uh, it's like when you go through that like Hajime's like Hajime's moment, like th because there's a moment like when Hajime just conflicted, he doesn't want to deal with it, like. He kind of just goes insane, if you want to put it like that. And like he, like he's suddenly in a trial with like everyone alive again, and like everyone's just happy, having a good time. So like you could say, yeah, it's like an infinite loop. But the second choice was that they could graduate and go through the grad, like just return to the real world with the memories they had in Jabberwock Island. But the catch would be that the people who, the people who died, would end up becoming. Junko essentially, she would upload herself into the dead, the dead classmates, and Junko would be reborn. Um, but then there was a third option that was the shutdown sequence that Makoto, Kyoko, and Byakuya were trying to enforce, where the entire program would just reset. Monokuma and Junko would be eradicated, but that would mean that they would go back to being ultimate despair, without their memories, and that's where like the whole like conflict comes around the end but before we get to the end i think it's better if we just talk about the killing school trip itself and like how it's similar to the killing school life it's like like how would you guys say that, like the, the killing school life was the killing school trip was different from the, from the killing school life like how is it similar like what what do you think it was trying what, what was it trying to achieve as well or as well as we just explained it was so that okay we're gonna cut that out <laughs> Um, and why, and what the Connection Trip was trying to achieve. Okay, I, I personally think that the, the objective is the same, right? Although slightly different because she doesn't want them to graduate, or, or in fact she wants them to graduate, but just so she can upload her consciousness to their bodies. Um, but I found it a lot different, only because that there was a lot more, a lot more you can do. There was this 
constant influx of good and evil. There was always, you know, you had Monomi, and you had Monokuma, always kind of like battling it out in a way. Um, and then obviously Monokuma triumphing and saying, hey, look, I am the top dog here. And there was this kind of theme of good versus evil, you know, hope versus despair. Um, you know, much like in the other games, but this is more heavily enforced just because you have Monomi as a character. Um, but in in addition to that, because it's an island, you have more scenes to play with, right? It's not just the school, you know, where it's the library and, and you know, you got the swimming pool and stuff like that. But you got the beach, which is very vibrant. You got the, um, you got a bunch of different places that you can go and visit and a bunch of different scenarios. Exactly. There's a lot more freedom because they've effectively created their own island. I, I also found it within the game itself. Um, the different mechanics, the way the story was told was very interesting. One thing that I do remember was, you know, the arcade game that you had to play? That was cool. Like, the, you know, to find out who the killer was. I can't remember which, which chapter it was, but it was... It was chapter two. The game was called Twilight Syndrome Murder Case. Yeah, that was... Because you can fuck that up. Like, you can actually fuck that up. So... Well, because, I mean, it's a, I mean, you're supposed to fuck it up because, like, like during the investigation, when you're investigating Mahiru's killer, you end up, like, playing the true version of the game. Mm. But now that you know, like, the second and the fourth day, you can kind of piece everything together. Yeah. Um, and then you find out that the game is based off of a non-fiction event, and it, it's it's crazy. Like, the what I like about Donalpa 2 is that it, it, it was a lot more focused on the history of Hope's Peak. And like what happened at Hope Speak Academy. Mm. Like it was focusing a lot on the killing school life, but there was just so much backstory that we were getting from Hope Speak Academy itself during the game. And it like it was almost overwhelming. Like they were they were giving a lot of information. I feel like it really added like that's what we like about Nagrobot 2, it added to the lore. It added to the story. Exactly. Like, it just added a like, the, the overall arc. One thing I really enjoyed about Danganronpa 2 was there was the um, constant, as you mentioned, constant references to the first game. Like there was the, you know, when Mekom uh, when Nekomaru becomes Mekomaru uh, and he comes back and that's that whole kind of, I'm not going to say dungeon, but you know, that within that chapter, you have these weird uh, walls with the grapes on them and things like that. And then there's a statue yeah, there's, of uh, there's Sakura. There's Grape House, Strawberry House of the Fun House. Yeah. I really love that. That was... It was like this weird, um, it's not escape room thing, but even then there was references to um, Virtue's Last Reward and things like that with the escape room moment. But it was an yeah. escape room. Yeah, the, the zero escape room and the final dead room. Yeah, exactly. I, I, I'm guessing that's because they're, the creators are friends, right? So it makes sense. Well, yeah, well, even, I mean, it's even also, the yeah. trophies for the first game were had several um, references to... Um, the series escape games. Well, the download was also created by um, Spike Chunsoft. Yeah, that makes sense. That, that. So, like, it, it's because Donagito went in there so that he could, just so he could, like, find some clues. Like, and he basically relied on his ultimate luck to get through it. And <laughs> something I found really funny during that scene was when he had to play Russian Roulette. But, like, he didn't know how to play Russian Roulette, so instead of putting one bullet in... Instead of having like a five out of six chance of surviving, he put like five bullets in and had a like one out of six chance of surviving. Oh, that's like yeah. And then he actually explains that to Hajime and Jiakin, and they're like, 
Ah, uh, you know you played that wrong, right? So it was, it was so good, and he survived too. Which that's why I love Nagito's talent. It's just it's ultimate bullshit. It's like ultimate. he does Hell the yeah. dumbest things, and he still survives. I love his talent, though. What well, the ultimate talent. bullshit? Well, I, I love yeah, I love I love ultimate luck. He said ultimate luck, but well, he's you, the ultimate luck. Oh, ultimate luck, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sorry, that's with chair. Oh my god. Like, uh, Nagito is definitely a really good character. Like, he's a very important part of the story, too. Yeah, of course. Like, I, I would say so. And, like, his flip in Chapter 4 was definitely, like, his his biggest development. The biggest development we've gotten from Nagito. Um, because after he beats the Final Dead Room, he gets information about, like, who everyone really is. He finds that they're all ultimate despair. And so, like, you can tell, like, he suddenly feels, like, a lot more... A lot meaner towards everyone. Like he, like he feels like he, he just he's being a lot more, being a lot ruder to everyone, and like not treating them the same as he did before. Especially Hanji, man, like he just treats him like trash because he finds out like, oh, he doesn't actually have a talent, and he's just a, rec a reserve course student. But obviously, we don't we don't get to find that out within the game. That's within the anime, you know. Do you find that out within the game? What the fuck? That's that's the basis of the game. Oh. Have you played the game? I have. Oh I god. I, yeah, that's what I, I'm wondering. I, I have played the game, but I can't. I can't remember that. I, I think. I mean, you can't remember. That was the basis of like chapter four to six. After he dies, you like have to search his room. Mm -hmm. There you find the book and everything where the profiles mm -hmm. are shown. That's also where you find out that Biakia was actually the ultimate imposter. Boy, like you gotta remember your Donnarumma facts. Like, you're slacking. No, like that was ba that was like. That was the basis for like Hajime's development from chapter four onward. Like he's a reserve course student, so he feels very that's why out of place. He, that's why he goes crazy. Um, what? Yeah, like I think this is a good time to talk about Hajime. Like now they're released on the topic of him as like the reserve, like as a reserve course you student, know, how he's very. One different. thing I didn't understand, you know, that transformation he went through. I never understood that. You know, with the long hair, and he basically became like Jesus. Like how they played with his brain. Well, that's just how he originally because. The New World programs created appearances based off of how they looked, like what before they entered the academy, and because like because Hiyoko like had a growth spurt during her time at Hope's Peak, but she doesn't have one during during like Don Ropa two. Yeah, but obviously isn't isn't that that's mentioned within the game? I know that for a fact, but I mean, you know, I with the whole Izuru, uh, Kamukura, whatever, like the you know what he was. It's um, it to me. I didn't quite understand it until I watched the Danganronpa three animation. Like within the game, I don't feel like it made much sense to me. Do you see what I mean? It didn't make sense though. How? It would. Was it make sense? How? Uh, for me, it just felt like a very. What, what did it make sense? Like I don't know. It, it was very vague that, to me. They explained that in the, you know, there was this file that they found when, um, after ah, oh, when was that? Anyways, when um, they opened the door to that huge um, f future foundation building on the second island, I think. Yeah, the, the, it was the one into and the ruins. They, and then everything just glitches out. And then you start talking to. Um, yeah, you enter chapter zero. You talk to Nagito. Yeah, not just not just um, to Nagito, but like you talk to Alternate Ego, and then you talk to Makoto. Oh right, yeah, yeah, that too. And they basically explain to you like 
the whole thing. Well, I mean, it's also, like, from the facts you find. Like, it's just, like, you find, um, you find out about the whole cultivation plan, which was also known as the Izuru Kamakura Project. Um, and they, and then you find out, like, oh, because they also tell you, like, they don't know why, like, Monaco will question, like, why did you forget you're a reserve course student? It's like, you should have entered, like, before you entered the academy, you should have known that you were going to go in as a reserve course student. So why did you forget that? I see. It, and, it's, like, it, it kind of, like, slowly hints at the fact that, like, Hajime was Izuru. Um, and then, like, it was during, it was only during the academy that he got the look of Izuru. This is something that I really want to talk about, because I'm looking here, and this, this, you know, Izuru, you know, he, he's... He's effectively got all like all of the ultimate powers. Do you see what I mean? It's it's weird. But he also has some unnamed talents. But which I I can't he, mention he's now. He's the ultimate hope. He's known as the ultimate hope because he 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 was made with the image of of like just somebody who has every talent possible. Like he wanted they wanted to create a, somebody who could create true hope through like various talents and that's why he was given the nickname of ultimate hope um like hajime is just a very interesting character like hajime like and before you find out he's azuru it's like he he's very similar to makoto and how like they, they kind of feel out of place and like he's like he's kind of like he's a lot more honest like his opinion like he's very he's sometimes a little foul mouth like he he gets angry he he feels like upset. He freaks out. He feels weak. Like Makoto, he's very different in Makoto in that sense. Like, he like he, Makoto like is trying to be very hopeful, and like he expects things to get better soon. But Hajime is somebody who just kind of like he he he's weak. Hmm. It's like he he doesn't know how to deal with all these events happening. He just it it, it doesn't he, nothing just works out for him. Hajime is Hajime. Yeah, like, I, well, now that we're, like, since we're talking about his, like, his out-of-place, like, aspect, what would you guys, what you guys think of him and his interactions with the Ultimates, like, before they found out he was a Reserve Corps student and after? Like, especially, I, I do want to emphasize this, especially his relationship with Chiaki and Nagito. Well, um, mostly, like, um... I don't think much really changes um, between most of the characters and Hajime, ex except for like, um, for instance, Kazuichi, because he like thinks um, Hajime is a traitor because he doesn't have a talent or because he's a reserve student. Um, you know, Kazuichi is like naive, but or just dumb, um, or maybe both. Well, either way, yeah. She, I was gonna say she is, but yeah, he is. Um, anyways, I think Jackie is just like, well, so you don't have a talent, who cares? And um, Nakito just like blows out like, you do not matter, die, you imbecile, basically like that. Yeah, it's because like he had a such a, such a strong relationship with with Hajime because he just felt like they kind of connected and were very similar. And then like, but also because Hajime, um, well, Hajime woke up to Nakito talking to him, so right. It, but um, is also, but then like when he flips, 
when like when he finds out like oh like Tajime is just a reserve course student, like his treatment towards him is just so different, and it it, it kind of hurts a bit. Like you just feel bad for him, and you suddenly just hate Nagito with all of your heart. I agree. Even though I don't dislike Nagito, I know people are gonna hate me for this, um, but even I hated him when he went like, "Fuck all y'all." And when he when he found out, you know, when he's like, "Oh, I know, I know all about you." He was just very disturbed. In the end, like he like his way of thinking was twisted enough, but having him as an enemy was just even more dangerous. I just want to know what his parents went through. I, that's like I, he explained this. Just, I I know like, he definitely explained this. I can't remember where though. Like his parents must have like. They were like, oh yeah, he's back at it again. Just, just you know, just don't pay no mind. He'll get over it. Just, you know, just mind your business. No, I believe he was, um, I, I can't remember, honestly. I, I wish I could get remember off the top of my head, but I remember during his, I think it was like I was during his free time events or like during like a certain part of the main story, he mentioned something about his parents. So like I think they took him to an amusement park. Um, no, he once mentioned that they that um, they took him to an amusement park. Also, his mother apparently never um, complimented him on his appearance. Right, right. <laughs> I remember that it was during the Teratero case when he was um, when he was talking. Oh, his about parents him. were killed in front of him. But that yeah, that's what it was. They were in an accident. Um, but anyway, like. It's just his way of thinking was twisted enough, and having him as an enemy like proved to be very dangerous. Like that case five just is a t is a testament to that. And like it's just when he killed himself, and he uses ultimate luck to make it so that Chiaki was the murderer. It it just it is insane. Like the to think that he would go so far is just like incomprehensible. Someone who goes that batshit crazy, just you know, like especially like after the after the first um. Just after the first class trial, you realize that idiot is fucking insane. He'll do anything for hope. Yeah, it, it, because he again, it comes back to like his like the hope justifies the means. Like he he will do anything to see like a hope shine even brighter. And then once he finds out that all of this, like about everyone being ultimate despair, he decides to end his own life so that he could try to become ultimate hope. Yeah. Which is a very interesting, a very interesting like point, like because he again, like he just obsessed over hope, and this that just became the end result. Okay, but one thing I love about Nagito, his Japanese voice actress. Oh my god, I I actually haven't had listened to much of the the Japanese voices. Like the the voice itself is pretty damn amazing, but like his um, oh it all, that transfers to the. Um, topic of the the anime of the third anime, but the the ending theme is just perfect. Like for despair arc, um, which what I think it's called um, hope's birthday or something like that. Mm, something like that, yeah. I think certain hope's birthday or something like that. Anyways, that that song's right, just well. Nagito is a very interesting character, but I I think like now that we're kind of like we're focusing a lot on him. I think it's. I think it's time we kind of focused on, like, just the characters as a whole, like, just looking back on everyone 
and think like, what, what would you say, which character you like the most, which character you like the least? I'm very, very excited to talk about who my favorite character was within uh, Danganronpa 2. Um, drumroll, please, guys. Drumroll. It was um, Ibuki. Ibuki, oh my Yes, God. and I, I, I felt really bad when she died. It was, it was like, man, I wish she did was one of the ones that survived. Did you spend a lot of free time events with her? I did, yeah, because it, once again, it was Jacob. It, Jacob was like, hell yeah, man. <laughs> Go and talk to Ibuki. Ibuki's really cool. Like, she's she's really awesome. And, you know, she's part of the K-On club at school. Um, you know, being the ultimate musician. Um, but she's just pretty awesome. I like her design. I like how she's just so genki you know she's very like up spirited you know what i mean like you look at her and you're like oh man she looks like a freak she was wonderful i I loved her cheery personality she kind of just brightened up the mood exactly she brightens up the mood and you know you wouldn't expect it from her character design but it just it works and you know i think i'm in love with her you know yeah, I thought she was going to be very, like, serious or very, like, punk rocky. Like, she, like, she had the kind of, like, punk rock personality, but when she started talking and you got to know her, she was just yeah. very adorable. Very, very adorable. And um, now it makes me it makes it difficult, the choice for best girl, right? Because it's between her and a certain... Chiaki? And, no. Chiaki? No, and I have three best girls now. This is so hard. Talking about Mikan, it's... Ah, oh, there's something about her, you know? She's just so... You know, like, um, Jacob, you know Natora E from, from Samurai Warriors? She's, yeah, uh, she's basically the same. You know, you know, I'm so embarrassed. Yeah. Like, oh, my ass is showing. Like, I'll, I'll be real with you. Like, her ass was showing half the game. <laughs> At, the, you was, know what moment yeah. killed me? Like, I felt embarrassed. I was playing this game on the train, right? And every moment that she was there, I had to skip. I had to skip. Because you get like these weird awkward moments, like the when she's carrying all the food, and then the food, magic, like in a way, it just miraculously drops in a perfect position, like on her ass and shit. And I'm like, damn it, man, that's a bit. I, I don't uh, understand how that worked. I guess it was just part of her style. Like she just like she got tied up at times too, and I, I don't know how. It's weird, man. It's how did how did she like? I I she I tripped so speechless. <laughs> yeah, she tripped, and like that's what happened. <laughs> That's just talking rough for you. Yeah. Yep. And yep. I, I love Mikon. She's great. She's great, and, then, and she's clumsy, and she's like, oh, so kawaii. You know. Um, although I don't like how she, what she did, like, and the way she turns. I'm like, what the fuck, man? She's so deranged. That fucked me up. Yeah. But I mean, before the spare disease, like, was like was the most upsetting part of it. Like, she didn't even do it of her like own volition. She did it because like she recovered her memories as ultimate despair. Exactly. And ended up killing everyone. Yeah, and it, it kind of feel felt like a cop out in a way to me. You know what I mean? It's not. It's not she had no I real really reason like for killing. Her. At least the other characters, their reason they had reasons for killing. She didn't. Like she just remembered that she was ultimate despair, and then she was like, "Oh, okay, I'm just gonna kill people." Um, yeah, like that. I actually really like to that say, part. Like, chapter three, I feel bad for saying that. I have to t- say chapter three was like my least favorite but, of them. Um, but. A true best girl, Chucky. Hell yeah, Chucky. <sighs> good my man here. He he knows what taste is like. Yeah, he has, no, a good, no. he has good taste. There's something about Chucky. You know, she's very sweet. She's very innocent. Um, she's also a gamer. Like you know, yeah, hell yeah, man. 
Um, but I wouldn't say the game really got me into Chiaki. It was more so the animation. But we'll talk about that another time. Um, I thought your favorite girl would be um, Monomi. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> you, know, you know I love furries. You know you want a diaper, <laughs> no, stop, bunny. No, stop. As soon as he said diaper, I was like, fuck no. Just stop right there. <laughs> Monomi was adorable, but like, she came off as annoying at times. Well, she was. And... At times, like, I guess that was kind of the point. I kind of felt like not. I didn't feel bad for her at any one point. Like you know, when Monokuma was like, like giving her a hard time, I was like, hell yeah, Monokuma, you continue to do that because you know what, Monomi, you're just fucking annoying. All right. Um, one of the characters I really dislike, and I'm sorry, Jacob, I am really sorry because I know this is probably this Here is goes. best boy for you. Um, I forgot his name. Is it Kazuichi, yeah, the the engineer guy. It's like he has, he has such a hard on for Sonya, and I'm like, you know, dude, you can get, you can get someone else. Like, you don't need to get Sonya. Yeah, I can see why you wouldn't like him too much. Like, his character just kind of feels um, a little forced, but I, it I, is. Just, I just, I like how he tries. Yeah, he tries hard, but do you know who I hate even worse? Tanaka, Gunham. I hate him. And Gundam. His, yeah, and and you his Gundam? and his hamsters. I'm like, shut the fuck up. What's wrong with you? They're pissing you off. Your opinion he pisses me does off, not man. Matter. He really pisses me off. I'm like, dude, just get out of here. I don't like your weird, your weird hamsters. Like he's gonna make you burn the fires of pandemonium. You know, you know, I, I don't want to say anything, but I would imagine he could do something with those hamsters. But you know, you oh know. my god, you know, you know I that you know that so scene much. in South Park with Mr. Slave. No, I don't. I don't. I don't want to think about it. You know what? No, like I'm glad I don't know it, about it. I will send you the link. Best. No. I just I love his voice actor. If anything, well, like, I, I just love the way he speaks. Yeah. My name is Gundam Tanaka. You're, you're saying his name is Gundam. His name is not Gundam. His name is Gunham or Gunham. It, in, in it's pronounced Gun, Gundam, Gundam, like G U N D, um H A M. Well, and, like, well, I heard I heard that in, the, in the English voices. Well, so I just kind of say Gundam I just say Gundam. Gundam wing. Uh, I also hated um, the ultimate imposter as well because I'm like, uh, from the beginning I kind of knew it wasn't him. Like, do you know what I mean? It's like it doesn't make sense. Well, it, it's very interesting. Like, it's one of the it's one of the game's ways of trying to confuse the player because they really wanted the Donald to like does a lot of things to try and confuse players. Like we have Bianchia and like the him as the ultimate imposter. You have you have like you have the fact that each killing is very similar to the killings in the Killing School Life. You have like your because how like the the for example the third case involved two killings, the fourth case was supposedly a suicide, and like it just kind of it it, it there are a lot of similarities between. The Killing School Life and the Killing School Trip, and I feel like that was intentional so that you could draw like certain conclusions. Because like when you saw the runes for the first time, didn't you think like, oh, maybe Makoto and everyone is are doing the Killing School Life in there? Like I couldn't have been the only one who thought that. I don't know. I just I just thought that uh, maybe Yakuya, after he got out of the school, he was like just realizing how good food is when you're free. <laughs> And then he kind of met um, Teru Teru, and he was like obsessed with him. And then he got fat. Uh, well. But 
Also, also, I, I really love how they chose Byakuya for that. They could have chosen anyone for that. They could they could have easily chosen Aoi for that. Well, I mean, you also know, have to remember you know they that they, they decided to go with like the looks that they had before the Killing School trip started. Well, not the, not the Killing School trip before course, they entered but... the Hosting Academy. So like it was possible he was imitating like Byakuya to begin with, and because of that, I know. But they they could have easily changed that. <laughs> right, but. I don't know. Like, it's probably there's probably a reason that we don't know if they wanted to imitate Byakuya. Maybe because he wanted to feel like he was like he was worth something because he, the I mean, ultimate imposter was initially nothing. Like he felt he felt like he didn't really exist in the world, and so that's why he was the ultimate imposter because he could just turn into anybody he wanted to. Yeah. Um. But as I was saying before, like the game, like also with Nagito. With how like his name is an anagram for my Makoto Naegi Makoto Naegi Da, which translates to like this is Makoto Naegi if I recall correctly. Like they want you to think like they want to draw you between different conclusions, and then you get to the end of the game, and then you realize like all of that was just like just the way of the game. It's just the game trying to fool you, and like that's what I find really interesting about about the killing like the killing school trip, but. We're kind of getting a little off top. We're kind of getting a little off topic now. I kind of want to get back to the characters because I really do need. I really do want to talk about my favorites. Like I think, like well, first of all, like best girl's Chiaki. Naturally, she's just a really well-written character. She has a huge role in the show. She she's an observer alongside Monami. She's she helps a lot with the mysteries. Like she's like the Kyoko of of Donnarumma too. Mm-hmm. Like she. She, she's helping out the best way she can. She knows stuff. She knows a lot of stuff that. But she's just more gentle. And she's gentle. Gentle. Like, there was no reason for her to die. It just hurt inside. But. Sorry about it. Um, I I I coped with it, in time. <laughs> <laughs> but I think my favorite character would have to be um. Favorite character. It was definitely Hajime. Like I I love because. He was very different from Makoto in the sense that, like, he had his own sort of, like, development as well. Like, Makoto had, like, development, like, just kind of, like, developing from somebody who was just the ultimate lucky student to, like, the ultimate hope. But Hajime's development was a lot more serious. Like, he was trying to cope with the fact that he was just a reserve course student, that he wasn't really an ultimate to begin with, and, like, around the end when he finds out that, oh, he was the... The test subject for the Zurukama Quarter Project. Like, just seeing him, like, cope with all these emotions. And seeing him trying to, like, trying to manage while he also think of all this stuff. Like, it felt very realistic to me. I, 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 overall, like, Kajime is just a well-written main protagonist. And, like, a really good character as well. Like, least favorite, it'd have to be, um, Peko. Like, I, Peko. Peko Pekoyama. No! I love her, man. She, I don't know. Like I, like I love Fuyuhiko Kazuichi. I enjoy like his, I enjoy the fact that he just fails at everything. <laughs> I'll be honest with you. Peko is like a cliche. Like she's kind of like Tsugumi within uh, Nisekoi. Do you know what I mean? She's the the Yazu, um, the Yakuza uh, bodyguard, effectively. But it's a trope. But well, I mean, the game kind of turns tropes. Like, kind of intentionally puts tropes in, <laughs> to be fair. But well, I, I don't see but, why you don't like her, though. I, it's just, I didn't feel like she was a very well-developed character. 
like oh she was like the plot twist was that she was she was Fuhiko's bodyguard. So what? Yeah, but she also loved him. Different though. least favorite character. Yeah, she also loved him, but like it's just she. Uh, I, I just didn't. Doesn't like that love how... mean anything to you, Joe? Are you that much of a monster? It's, no, I I appreciate that relationship we had. She had with Fuyuhiko, but like I felt like she just wasn't a very strong character on her own. Like I I feel like they. Well, I guess you couldn't really write too much to to make her like a better character if you're gonna kill her off that early. So like I guess like in a way you could blame it on the fact that she was killed off too early to get decent development. But like in the end, I just I don't know. Like she didn't grow on me as much as like Fuyuhiko or Kazuichi or Sonya. Like every other character grew on grew on me. But I also have like a sh I also have the the worst character, <laughs> not my least favorite, just the worst character. Who's the worst character? Hyoko. Yo 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 yo. Hell no. Hyoko was. A mega bitch. <laughs> That's why, man. So? She, I hated her. She was so rude to everyone. Like, I get, like, she... Yeah, but... There were times when she was but, very but genuine with her feelings. Let's not deny that. Hyoko's... Oh, my God. You're, 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 you're a horrible dude. person. Oh, man. You're disgusting. It's okay, but she's hot. <laughs> she's a little no, girl. No, I'm talking about when she's older. Man. Come on. Jeez. Yeah, she's pretty, but I wouldn't. Although she doesn't hot. wash, and that's disgusting. She's a dirty little bitch. Because she doesn't know how to. She doesn't know how to put her kimono. What on. the fuck, that's man? Okay, though you don't have to wear a fucking kimono all the time. Wear like jeans, man. What the fuck? It's because she's the ultimate. She's the ultimate. Um, what was it? She was like the the ultimate traditional. Yeah, the dancer. ultimate traditional dancer. The ultimate like, she... fuck boy. What the fuck, man? <laughs> This is I'm sorry. I just didn't. I just didn't like how rude she was when she wasn't the one being like. Yeah, but that's the center of attention. But that's the whole point. She's supposed to be a bitch. Yeah, that doesn't mean I have to like it. <laughs> oh, true, true, true. Jacob, you kind of interjected into that. I want to know why. Defend yourself, bro. Defend. Defend yourself. Like you were saying, <laughs> you were disagreeing with uh, what what Joe was saying. Well, I love her because. Well, I love her, but I like her. But I, I just love bitchy characters. They make the they make the best material because they're like so you know bitchy on the outside. It also feels one really good when they die. No. Fuck you fuck you. <laughs> no, it's like it's like <laughs> when you like um actually get to talk to them and meet them and and stuff like that, they're actually like just you know, insecure about themselves or whatever. I yeah, I liked I liked her like I liked her backstory. It's just the way she acted. It's just that it, it made it hard for me to appreciate it more. I don't know. I have a different least favorite character. Okay, who's your least favorite, Jacob? My hero. Oh, I can see why people don't like her. Like she's definitely like a character. Like My hero is such a fucking bitch. She's, a, she's not like she's not like the kind of bitch that you would say you like because she's just you know a bitch. She's, but she's, she's like very she's like is all. She's. She's like the kind of Lisa Simpson bitch. Oh, the that... annoying kind of bitch. Yeah, exactly. But she, but she, because she doesn't, she can't even like come up with a proper insult or something. She's just like, "You're a man. You cannot do that." I'm like, "Fuck off, bitch. I can't do that." You're mad. She's an SJW. She's... Yeah, she is. She she said kind. She said kind of. She said kind of dumb tumble. <laughs> yeah. Bitch. No, don't say this. Men are, men are men are lower. Well, then just cut it out. 
<laughs> I just want to bleep it so people don't know what you actually said. Well, the only reason I would have liked her was because I knew she was um, friends with Hyoko, or because she was feeling bad about, you know, the um, Twilight Syndrome thing. But she dies, who well, cares? Wait, she's <laughs> generic as well, let's be real. Like, she has the least character yeah, design. Uh, like, like, why? <sighs> She's ugly. Wow. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I can't is. believe you call the character ugly, man. Oh my god. No, but she is. I'm, I'm so glad she's the photographer and not the actual model because oh, she's the type of person no. who, who, who actually belongs much. behind you're, the camera and not in front of it. That's... <laughs> you should be your own character, well, Jacob, in this game so we can kill you off because this is too much. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> Like, this just kills him right in <laughs> My title is just ultimate going. bitch. <laughs> oh my god. No, but, um... Oh, well, I guess, like, from what I can tell, like, from, well, as, as apparent as it is right now, like, it, I think we can say for sure that we've talked a lot about all of these characters in length, and, like, what do you like, what we dislike, and, like, how these char all, char all these characters relate to the show itself. It's not show, the, the game, it's the games themselves. And with that, I kind of want to bring it to like the to the final segment of of our discussion which would be the the murders and the class trials i just like i wanted to know like what because the the murders were definitely the most like yeah. the most serious part of the donald Rumpet games like you don't know who died you don't know who the killer was and like you like you find out who died and then you find out who the killer was and it just hurts so i wanted to know like what what did the murders mean to you and what it mean by that is like what did you did you did you sympathize with the killers or the victims? Did you, like, if so, who did you sympathize or, like, who did you sympathize? Who did you, which birds did you, like, did you feel, like, the most impact from? Which, sure. which did you feel the least um, impact uh, from? I think that, for once, I think the, um, like, all of the murders in Danganronpa 2 were way more brutal than the ones in Danganronpa 1. Right, naturally. But also, I think... For me, like the most um, disturbing one was actually um, Mikan's because I think I think there was something about um, you know how um, Ibuki had that bag on her head that 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 gave me the creeps. I won't lie, and when I saw that um, Hyoko's Hyoko just had like her um, throat slit. That was that was it, so creepy to me. I don't know right? why. It was. It's an, it was. Yeah, like, it is. It was like so. It's very ironic, really, considering that Hyoko really hated Mikan. I I just I, it was so weird because like I, at first I was like, was that because it was personal? Because Mikan was like en enjoying like getting back at Hyoko. Was it? Well, I'm sure there was like a, a like an ulterior reason for it, but. Like I think like the, the the main reason was because Hiyoko walked into Mikan as she was like as she was like make like trying to cover up the crime and so like she had like she had no choice but to kill Hiyoko herself. Yeah, I don't know why. I th I, th I just think that the third murder with Mikan was was the creepiest, but also because of um you know how the um the setup and everything like the little candle and the ladder and he couldn't. You couldn't see who was the person under the bag. It was like when I saw that the first time, I was like, 
I was creeped the fuck out because it was like, it was kind of like... Yeah, there was like no sound. They were just going up to the ladder and they were just about to hang themselves. And before you see because that, of they the, just... Because of the broadcast from the thing of that um, video chat thing that Kazuichi um, built. So it was like extra creepy because you actually kind of saw the murder. Even though it wasn't really live, you know? But it was creepy enough to actually like witness it. Mekon was just a sad, like a sad occurrence. Like Mekon's situation was just sad. But actually, when I when I saw the when I saw how she changed in the um in the class trial, how she freaked out. I thought that was no, it wasn't freaked out. I, th I thought that was really fucking good. <laughs> no, because she because she went from that you know from that crying face to that. Who cares, face? You know, she's like, oh, I just want it to be I don't, over, I don't like right? That. that for me, I love that. It was it was creepy, and she 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 spoke in that. Yeah, but weird it kind of reminds me of and... Junko, right? It's like, but well, obviously, no, it, it it doesn't. It didn't really. Well, yeah, remind because me she of was Junko. she was oh, acting yeah, like true. ultimate despair because she like like it, she's like essentially a shadow of Junko. But as it didn't really despair. hit me as Junko. It was like Mika was like someone else, but but not like Junko or anything. Because Junko was like, at first she's like cheery, then she's like sad, and she's like in her secretary form. And Mika was just like she went from from silly and. I'm clumsy to who cares like yeah, like that yeah. you know Wait, so that yeah. monotone voice was like um, creepy. Wait, then what was your was your like which one did you sympath which one did you think was like the most uh, well, I don't want to say interesting but like the one that kind of like like piques your interest like the, the most the actual the you mean the murderer or the victims like the just. What, what did you uh which like yeah which one is the most impactful I actually, for you? And I really, um, it sounds so weird, but I think that I sympathize most with um, Teru Teru. Oh, you know, I can agree with that. Not not just because he wanted to save somebody, but because of his um, background with his family and his mother. And that was like that, like that actually turned me apart, you know, because like for once we actually see someone's family. And they're like the loved ones of somebody who, who just committed like a murder, like a brutal murder. He stabbed his stabbed his victim like how many times into his stomach, and then you see like he's like he's like collapsing under that heavy weight of having killed somebody and thinking about his mom in the end. It was like it was so sad. It was very sad. Like it's just is. It's like he didn't want to do anything bad. He just didn't have a choice. Like he didn't want to like kill everyone, but like he really needed to know what was happening at home. Yeah, exactly. And the end, he kind of went crazy for it. So like in the end, he wasn't really a bad guy. Just, like he was desperate. Um. And what about you, bitch? Like, what were your thoughts on like these murders? And who would you like sympathize the least? Sympathize with the most? Like, which murder was most impactful? Least impactful? I think the most impactful for me was Sakura. Like I re, yeah, I really felt it for Sakura. Like I honestly did. It got me. Like, it, it honestly did. Like, she didn't deserve... Like, I don't want to say, like, oh, this character deserved to die. Because there's sometimes I feel that that character's a bitch. That character wants to die. I want that character to die. But Sakura, I don't think Sakura needed to die. I, I feel that Sakura was very misunderstood. I personally had an opinion about Sakura when I first met Sakura, you know. I didn't want to interact with Sakura as a character. But then, obviously, after the trial, I'm like, damn. I misjudged the character. And I, I kind of felt like a dick you know what i mean so i yeah and uh, even the fact that the game can make you feel bad about not spending free time 
with a particular character is just amazing. Um, so, exactly. Like, I didn't even get to hear her story, and I just felt bad. Just from the fact that, you know, she died, I didn't get enough chance, and I miss, I miss kind of, um, I don't know, I miss, not calculated, miss, not miscalculated, misjudged the character. I felt bad about it, and I think that's why I think her, her death was the most impactful for me. Not in the sense of how she died, but the fact that she did die. Um, but in regards to the, the other's deaths, like, I think that that's number one. And then after that would be Nagito. Because that, that shit was just... Oh, slow clap. That was amazing. Do you know what I mean? Who the hell would have think or thought of that? It's difficult, right? For a, a normal person to fathom. Well, because he, he definitely he put a lot of faith into his luck even after death. Like, that's the interesting part about it. Like, he wasn't something that he could pull off with, like, physical physical actions. Like, it was something he had to, like, rely on his, in his talent to do. And that was what, like, that was what blew in mind the most. Like, it wasn't, like, he made it so that, well, he set it up so that, like, everyone would just kill him. Well, I mean, like, so everyone would just throw poison at him, but only one person would actually throw the canister with poison in it. And he, and coincidentally, by luck, it was the traitor who threw it, and that that's what hit hard. This hit hard the most. Like Chiaki could have just avoided it, but like because of Nagito's luck, like she had no choice but to get it. Uh, one thing I wanted to mention, because we talked about the, the you know who, whose death impacted us the most, I want to talk about which execute execution was the best. Oh well, before about I was actually about to talk about that, but like before that, I want to just get my like my um thoughts out of the way. Um, I think I really like I agree with you. Nagito's was like intense. Like Nagito's is probably one of my favorites out of like the entire entire series. Like I, he because he just his methods, his thinking, his intention. It, it it was all planned and it was all it was a huge gamble, but it worked out unfortunately. <laughs> Well, I mean, it didn't really work out because, like, his intent was to kill everyone except for the traitor, but he ended up killing the traitor. Because they found, because they were supposed to guess that it was a, they were supposed to say that it was a suicide so they could guess incorrectly. Like, it wasn't exactly his intent for his ultimate luck for, to, like, just kill so the traitor. We... Like, they, the, the, the idea was that they weren't supposed to know, like, so who killed That brings him. up a good question. Is he truly the ultimate, um, has the ultimate luck? I don't think so, because it didn't turn out the way he wanted it. But how do you know if it's not actually the thing? Even though they talked about that in the game, maybe he clinked on to hope, because you know he did actually say like, um, even though he would um, have to cling to despair to bring out new hope, I think, I think that actually he really thought of um, killing, well, getting Chiaki to kill him. So maybe he, his luck actually played out. I mean also because like luck doesn't really influence intelligence so if, if he if he really failed then it wasn't just well you know I guess people weren't dumb enough to realize that I, I don't know I'm, I'm actually fucked up <laughs> oh god cut that out please. no I'm gonna put that in there it's gonna be in the blueprint well I've said my my most favorite well my first favorite is definitely Nagito's execution. Coincidentally, a lot of our, a lot of our um, favorites are from Donald too. Just shows how well written it is. It, it got a lot more sales, higher reviews, and everything compared to the first. It's yeah. because it, it just adds so much. Ten out of That's ten. What makes it like the best. <laughs> I think it was eight, eight out of ten or something. I can't remember. Uh, my least, my least favorite is definitely just Celeste's. Like it just wasn't just wasn't good at all. I think my favorite punishment actually was 
Pecos. Really? What was what was Pecos' punishment? Well, she had to fight like a, a dozen of um, samurai monokumas. Yeah, you know which you know which one was my favorite, Leon. It was so. It's, I don't know. I, it's just balls. You know, it's just balls firing. I hate. I don't you mean so it like much. that. Like, imagine the pain. Like that's like that's like at least Pecco got an, an honorable, you know, death. She died on the battle. Because I actually liked um Pecco's. Well, I didn't like it, but I think it was like it made the most impact on me because for you, he could actually went in and lost his eye because of that. Mm. But it was like he wanted to stay with her in, until the end. And that was Pecco's execution. Like that was that was painful. Like I. I, I, it was very. I liked how few Hugo just went in and tried to like save her in his own way. But in the end, like he just got insanely injured. And like, I mean that that brought his. Uh, granted that that brought us to his like development later on. He became such an awesome person. Exactly. I think. I think like, my. I, I think my f least favorite punishment was probably um Mikan's. What was Mikan's punishment? I think that she was just like she set. I think on a rocket. And she was just cast into space. That was so lazy. That was so disappointing. Yeah, the, the reason why I think um, Leon's execution was kind of my favorite was because I kind of felt it. Like, do you know what I mean? Because they were pointing everywhere. Like, imagine being hit with a bunch of baseballs. You know how heavy a baseball is? Imagine getting hit with a baseball at such a high speed. That would crush your bones. That would crush your bones. And imagine that he... I mean, it's definitely the very first murder of the series. So, like, it definitely would... It was definitely, like, top-notch for first murder. Or first execution. You just want balls all over your body. You fucking pervert. But the thing is, yeah, imagine it those crushing they would crush his, his balls realistically that would they would one one impact from a baseball that would explode it like it's crazy not if it, not if he like managed to actually hide, hide his he, balls he was his he legs. was tied to a post i think so that's very very difficult well still maybe he like no we're not going to talk about how he probably protected his <laughs> balls or not okay it would have hurt and that's the end of that yeah like either way his balls have just been split <laughs> i wasn't a fan of of Junko's. I wasn't. It was, it was, I understand it was supposed to be the final execution of the game and the lead up towards it and the whole, you know, twist behind it. But it just felt like, eh, I didn't, I didn't necessarily want Junko to die. Like, maybe that might be why I wasn't a fan of it. I actually, yeah, I wanted to see Makoto dying. But that's just, I don't know. I, I just, I would have imagined what would have happened if he died. How would the game progress? Because you, I always like it when games kill off the, the playable character. So you wanted like a you want like a bad you ending. Never got the bad ending. No, no, I'm saying you. So, well, the bad ending is basically for downloadable one. It's basically Kyoko gets killed instead of Bakoto, and like the end, like Biakia, like Biakia and Bakoto, like Aoi and um, Toko end up having children. Toko, Toko dies if if you get the what? bad ending. Toko is dead because Biakia holds a picture of her with like those. Those ribbons. Oh right, right, right. And, and I, the, I think that. I think the producer said that she just went poof. She just exploded <laughs> or something like that. He said that she would die that way because someone actually asked him, and he was like, she just went poof and died that the, way. The, the, the question I have is that how did they have children? Were they were they still inside the school? That doesn't make sense. Bitch, they were fucking Aoi. It don't make sense. What else did you think? Whoa, whoa, whoa! Who did she have kids with? All of them. What do you mean all of them? What the hell? Yasuhiro. Makoto, Byakuya. No, 
No, yes. I need to see a screenshot of this. Yes. I need to see a screenshot of this. I'm so disappointed. You never got the bad no, ending. Never did. I got it the first time because I just okay. trick okay. you. Well, I'll, I'll search it later. What if you're lying to me and this is a Rule 34 thing and then... My favorite... My, like, not my favorite. Like, my... The execution I, I liked the most was... Uh, huh. That's a good... Actually, now I think about it. That's a good question. I never really thought of that. Your favorite or your least favorite? Like, I... My, my, my favorite one was... Uh, definitely had to be... I have to say Chiaki. Okay. I just like it, I guess it's just the aesthetics. Like I just like you like to like, see her die. <laughs> no, that's not it. No, I get you though. No, no, I I, I cut that out. That's not really true. <laughs> it's the I I really I have to say like Pecos was my favorite execution, just because you hate her. of the well of that. Well, I I don't want to wish her dead though. I just didn't like her character. God damn it, Joe. Like it's just, I just liked how Fuyuhiko like tried to run in and. Like interrupt it. So we have that in common, right? Like I, like I just liked his like the the noble sacrifice he was trying to make, even though like he didn't, it was all in vain. And like he ended up becoming one of the best characters in the game, which felt really good. Just him like being a lot more cooperative and a lot kinder. Um, my least favorite, Mikons. Like I, <laughs> I have to say I I didn't. It, it just felt very. It it, it like it didn't fit her. Like, sure, like, it had, like, her, like, it involved, like, her ultimate nurse capabilities, but in the end, it was just her blasting into space. Like, nothing you didn't special. Even, you didn't actually see her die. Yeah, you didn't see her die either. She just went there However, and she's gone. I do think that for Junkos, I think that she should have at least have something added to it at the end and not just crush her. I think there should have been something something yeah like just to see that she's actually just, dead it's not my favorite it's not my least favorite it's just it felt kind of lazy too yeah uh well, this is probably another meaning to it but i never really looked into it so not really sure there's a well so i get like there's a lot that i really there's a lot more that i really want to talk about with like just honorable one and two like so many things that like i just want to like gush about but unfortunately, to contain myself and end our discussion here. Um, you overall, did you guys enjoy your experiences with those two games? Like, did you did, did you not like the games? Did you enjoy them? Yeah, yeah. I, I would say I would say I preferred two more than one. Uh, going back to play one felt like a chore, but that that's just me. Um, but I really did enjoy Danganronpa two. I think it was just. A roller coaster of emotions and character development. It was just on par. Ten out of ten IGN. Right, right. <laughs> How about you, Jacob? I, I love this series. I I really do hope that it's I don't wanna see it end, you know? You kinda of feel like the Ubu will end someday though. I know. Well I mean it'll probably end with a bang. Like go poof like Toko. Oh shit. <laughs> 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 that was a good line. <laughs> I do not need to answer this question because I think you guys know that by the answer by now. You hated it. I'm just yeah, yeah, no, this game, this series sucks. I want to end the episode just to wrap this up. Big thanks to um, Crunchyroll and of course Loot Crate. You can go and check them out. I pop the links in the description. Uh, you can check me out at Get a Life Podcast on Twitter. Um, you can check me out on Twitter as Kibo Gamer. Um, that's spelled K-I-B-O-U-G-A-M-E-R. 
Surpri <laughs> surprising to no one, it means hope gamer. <laughs> um, you can check my Twitter. It's um at <laughs> That's <laughs> that's obviously like like this is spelled the same as it as it's pronounced. <laughs> um, it's um at v a j a o. Uh, no, sorry, I fucked it up. Can you cut that out? Um, <laughs> at v a j a r o i s. One thing is that I wanted there was supposed to be a special giveaway for this episode, and that you guys don't know about. Although. That we, we are already doing the Crunchyroll giveaway, so we're not going to do that giveaway. Instead, we have a special surprise for my man Joe, being the ultimate Dangarumpa fan. Joe, I think, you, I think you know what's coming, Joe. Find out what it is on the next episode. So, Joe, you're going to receive something very special. Exclusive, exclusive Dangarumpa merch. Never, no one else has this. And it's, it's not official merch, but no one else has this. Handmade. Item. Dong and Rumpa, Monokuma stuff, but I can't say what it is. No one knows what it is, Joe. You might know what it is, but we'll find out on the next Dong and Rumpa episode where we talk about another episode. It's gonna be a Monokuma dating sim. Don't listen to what Jacob's saying. Joe, we're gonna turn it into a furry. <laughs> Stop with your furries. <laughs> so anyway, the next episode is as part of our as part of Guild Life Podcast Dong and Rumpa series will be our. Dangarumpa, another episode, Ultra Spare Girls discussion. That's going to be a separate episode. That's going to be the third episode. And finally, we're going to be ending it with Dangarumpa V3. Yeah. Uh, just so you guys know, expect our Dangarumpa V3 episode to come out a couple of months after the game. Only because we don't want to spoil the game for people. Hope you guys enjoyed too. Hope you guys have a hopeful, wonderful day. That's it. Hope you guys have enjoyed this episode. Talk to you guys later. GG. Bye. 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 Okay. Hell yeah. I'm eating, so I'm not sure if you can hear me. I can't hear you. So okay, that, that's I'm... how good this microphone is. Okay, Monokuma's a fairy. I don't listen to fairies. <laughs> like, Jake, you need to shut the fuck up about fairies, <laughs> alright? That's all we've been talking about. Yeah, he's... But you know who else was kind of a pervert? You. <laughs>